RetroSeasons.com for more sports history. On October 17, 1976, the New York Yankees faced the Cincinnati Reds at Riverfront Stadium for Game 2 of the 1976 World Series. The Reds led the best-of-seven series one game to none, and this is the CBS radio broadcast of Game 2, featuring announcers Bill White and Wynn Elliott. We're going to see some good baseball, Wynn Elliott. As Mickey Rivers steps in against left-hander Brad Norman, this ball game is about to be underway, and the first pitch, the fastball is hit in the air to right center field. Moving to his left is Geronimo. Now Griffey backs off, and Geronimo, the center fielder, makes a catch. There's one away. Well, it's one pitch, one out, and that'll bring on Roy White. Rivers didn't waste any time at all. He jumped on Norman's first pitch. As the bellwether of this Yankee club, Rivers has now gone to bat five times without getting on safely. He was on base once on a fielder's choice on a bunt and then was cut down stealing. That does not augur well for the Yanks. If Rivers does not get on base, the Yankees have a lot of double scoring runs. And here's switch hitter Roy White. 286 hitter on the air for the Yankees. He makes a bunt, takes a strike. The umpires, by the way, of the American League, knew Lou DeMuro behind the plate. Billy Williams at first base. Bill Deegan at second, Bruce Forming at third, Dave Phillips in left, and Lee Wire in right. The one strike pitch is low, one ball, one strike on Roy White. Roy was one for four yesterday. They play him straight away. Norman looking for sign. Still looking. Now the one-one pitch to White. Swung on, looped into center field, going back and forth again, and he makes the catch on the run. Morgan got a good jump on that little looper in the center field, and they're two out. That's the second time Morgan has made that similar play. I think one in the earlier game off a of great medal. He just looped back in center field and took the fly ball and nestled right into the clock. Of course, he has... It's said that he is the most complete ball player in baseball, and I think, uh, or the most complete player in baseball, and I think that's true. Joe Morgan can do a lot of things for you. Runs well, hits well, steals bases, steals his position, turns the double play, drives and runs. Not much else you can do. Here's the fellow who's done that for the Yankees, sir, Munson, the catcher. Munson batted 302 on the air for the Yankees. Had 17 home runs, and Joe had been 105 runs, and he hits one in the air right side. Morgan going back. Griffey, the right fielder, coming on and calling. And he puts it away for out number three. So the Yankees go three up, three down, and the top of the first. Bottom of the first coming up. The Yankees nothing. Red coming up. A labyrinth of narrow, twisting streets. Perfumed with the scent of orange, jasmine, and mint. A cool oasis emerging from the hot, burning desert sands. Here in the Middle East, you'll find Kelly Springfield radio tires proving their unique roadability from the snow-capped mountains to the wastes of the Sahara. They take the punishment and the heat and keep on performing. In 76 countries on five continents, Kelly Springfield tires are quality leaders. Now, in America, Kelly Springfield announces an incredible new tire cord, Aramid Plus, as strong as steel with less weight. Tire cord is one of the many factors that affect performance, quality, and strength. Put this fiber on a radial tire, and it'll ride smoother than a steel velvet radial tire. Aramid Plus, a step ahead of steel. Kelly Springfield. Tires that make a world of difference. And... You sensed that the Riverfront Stadium uh, Cincinnati Red crowd here with a combination of a cheer, of, uh, apprehension, the whole bit. They 
sure enjoyed seeing Freddie Norman put the uh, the Yankees down in order then because, as I say, you felt the sort of the tremors of apprehension go through this town this afternoon. Not on the playing field of the Reds, but the crowd. Guess who's up, Bill? Pete Rose. Pete Rose lead off against Catfish Hunter here in the bottom half of the first inning. No score in the ball game, is what Elliot mentioned. Fred Norman got the Yankees out on five pitches in the top of this inning. Rose is 0 for 2 so far in the series. Joe in a run with the sacrifice fly. Hits one in the air, left field. White going back. He's got plenty of room. Turns now, and he's got it. And there's one away. Well, both teams won, Elliot. They come out cut the slices. Yeah, I guess they want to get warm in a, in a hurry. Both the first batters went right after the first pitch and hit it in the air. Oh, there's one out, nobody on. That'll bring on the right fielder, Ken Griffey. He was also 0 for 4 yesterday. Stole a base, though, and Joe scored a run. Griffey batted 3.36 on the year for the Cincinnati Reds, just behind Bill Madlack of the Chicago Cubs. And he starts a swing but takes a curveball inside. Catfish Hunter normally has good control. He has a good slider, pretty good curveball, not overly fast. Spots the ball well. Here's a 1-0 to Griffey. Fastball on the outside corner. It's a call strike. It's 1-1. One one. On deck for the Reds, Joe Morgan. Nettle shortens up at third base for Griffey. Everybody else plays him straight away. Here's a 1-1 pitch to Griffey. Swung on it in the air, left center. After it's White, still going. Also Rivers there. Now White, the left fielder calling, and he puts it away in their two outs. Well, the first two batters for the Reds have gone to the opposite field. Mm -hmm. Hitting the ball where uh, Hunter puts it, and I presume that's where Hunter wants them to hit. Well, Catfish moves the ball in and out when he changes speeds well, as we mentioned earlier. Pretty good pitcher, a heady pitcher. And he's got a tough hit in the face now, Joe Morgan, the second baseman. Morgan was one for four yesterday. That hit a home run. Hit it in the first inning with nobody on base. Joe Morgan, a left-handed batter. Follows the first pitch back. No balls, one strike. No score, bottom half the first inning, two outs, nobody on for the Reds. Outfield for Morgan, swings around toward right field with Pinella deep and in the corner. Here's a one-strike pitch. Low one inside, a ball on the strike. Nettles, the third baseman. Stanley, the shortstop. Randolph at second. Chambliss at first. Here's a 1-1 to Morgan. Curveball hit foul. Upper deck right side. One ball. Two strikes on Morgan. Joe got way out in front of a breaking ball. Yankee outfield has White playing way over in left center. Rivers in right center. And Pinella in the corner in right field. Hunter looks for side. Now he rocks. And the 1-2 pitch. Just missed inside. Two balls, two strikes. Bill, I noticed that Joe Morgan, of all the batters, is not wearing batting gloves on this cold evening. They hit it good, doesn't stick. Fastball, line, base, hit center field for Morgan. Rivers hustles that ball in, and Morgan, with a big turn at first base, goes back. When I let you hit line drives like that, you never feel it. Oh, Morgan on at first base. Two and out. And the Reds now, they expect Morgan to start towards second base. Time is called by second base umpire Bill Deegan. Tony Perez stepped in for the Reds. And I don't see an empty seat in the house. Well, last uh, yesterday they had 54,626, and we'll be around that figure again. Perez 
Ramirez was three for four yesterday. A double, two singles, and a run batted in. He bats right-handed. Hunter checking on Morgan at first base. The pitcher goes Morgan. Taken for a strike. Throw the second too high. Go Morgan and throw the second base. Well, Morgan wastes no time at all on the first pitch from Hunter. He took off. And stole second base, so he's in court position with two outs. The count, no balls, and a strike on Tony Perez. And he was there before the ball. Now Hunter taking a long look at Munson. Randolph, the second baseman, trying to keep Morgan close to second base. Here's a one-strike pitch. It's high. A ball and a strike on Perez. Sparky said yesterday his club didn't play as aggressively as he likes. They've changed. Here's a 1-1. Swing and a miss as Hunter slipped off the mound. Catfish really fell off the mound as he threw that baseball. And Perez swung through it. One ball, two strikes. Talking to Dick Tidrow when Elliott uh, about that mound, he says it's one of the hardest mounds he's ever seen, and he feels that's one of the reasons that Don Gullett suffered that... Uh, Tendon pull in his ankle. Very hard mount. Now Hunter checks Morgan a second. And the one-two. Swung on, popped up. The shortstop Stanley coming on. Now he gives Ray to Greg Nettles, the third baseman, and Nettles makes the catch up behind the mound. No runs to base hit, the man left on base. At the end of one here at Riverfront Stadium, the score. The Yankees nothing, the Cincinnati Reds nothing. Honey, I'm home. Honey, honey, did you take the car down to Eddie's station for a muffler? It's really getting bad. Uh-huh. Did you have to leave the car? No. Oh, I told you it was a good idea for me to make friends with Eddie. You know, he's a good kid. Jim, I didn't leave the car because he said it would take three weeks to get the muffler parts. Oh. Well, then did you take it to Jerry's Motor City? After all, Jerry sold me that car. You know, we went to high school together. Oh, we're like that. Good old Jerry and me. Yeah, well, that's probably why good old Jerry put us very first on the waiting list for an appointment a week from Friday. A week from Friday? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. The neighbors, they're going to start complaining. No, they won't. Mm, they won't? Nope. After Eddie's and Jerry's, I took the car to Midas. I was in and out in 30 minutes with a new muffler. When you're in a hurry, nobody's faster than Midas. We've built a business for people who can't wait. For mufflers or shocks, come to Midas. We're specialists. We have to do a better job. And a faster job, too. Win Elliott with Bill White back at Riverfront in Cincinnati. End of the first inning, no score. Freddie Norman took care of the three Yankees with neatness and dispatch. The Catfish had a little problem with the top of the, uh, the Cincinnati order. A solid single to right center by Morgan. He immediately stole second base, but Perez was not equal. And he popped out to third. About the mound, Bill, I happen to notice prior to the game that the ground crew was out there with, with one of those flatteners, you know, the pounders. that is a square piece of metal and you, you, well, you pound. Anyway, they were out there on the mound and pounding and pounding and pounding. At the time, I thought that was to keep anybody from uh, digging a hole there. The possibility of that's what did it with Gullet. Maybe that is their usual custom. I don't know, but... Tidrow was absolutely right. They make it hard by pounding it down. And he, Tidrow, felt that uh, the way Gullet comes at you, when, when he really puts that front foot down, the right foot, as he comes at the hitter, that that jarring, continual jarring, has got to hurt him. Mm-hmm. Evidently, Tidrow was watching Gullet from the uh, Yankee bullpen and from the bench. Top of the second, and Lupinella will lead off against Mr. Norman. 
Chapman have a double and scored uh, yesterday. He batted 281 on the air for the Yankees. Likes to hit the ball to the right side. He bats right-handed. And the first pitch is low ball. They play loose right away. Top of the second, no score from here in Cincinnati. Second game of the 1976 World Series. Here's Norman's 1-0 pitch. It's low again. Two balls, no strikes. It'll be Pinella Chambliss and Greg Nettles against Fred Norman here in the second inning. Here's a 2-0 to Pinella. Called strike, a breaking ball. It's 2-1. Lou backs off. He looks at home plate umpire Lou DeMiro. Doesn't say too much. At one time, Pinella had probably the hottest temper in all of baseball. He's really calmed down a bit. Here's the 2-1 to Pinella. Swung on it on the ground, shortstop, and backhanded by Concepcion, but he does not have a play. Concepcion backhanded that ball way back in the hole, just held on to it. So Pinella got something he doesn't normally get, an infield hit. So Pinella on at first base, nobody out, and the batter will be Chris Campbell. Concepcion plays a deep shortstop anyway, when and by the time he picked that ball up, he was way out in left field, and he decided not to try to throw it. Oh, Pinello was at first by the time, uh, you know, he made his decision not to throw, and a very wise one, and an obvious one. Now Perez will play behind Pinello. As Campbell steps in. He was one for three yesterday, a left-handed hitter. Here's a pitch to it, and it's low ball. Just thinking now, we've got a, an American League umpire, and that's a high ball league. Norman threw that ball down around the knees, and I'm Morgan now coming on talking to Norman. And he's probably going to remind them that uh, you've got a guy back there in a maroon jacket. You don't have that guy in a blue jacket. Yes, the American Leaguers, their style of preference for the series is the maroon jacket, whereas the uh, uh, National Leaguers have the dark blue and the old-fashioned cap uh, affected by the Pittsburgh Pirates this year, the 1890s or, or wherever. And there is a difference in the umpiring. The National League, the strike zone is a lot lower. Here's the one over the Chambliss. And it's low again. Two balls, no strikes. The American League now, and Elite, a lot of the uh, umpires are using the inside chest protector that the National League umpires use. Here's the 2-0 to Chambliss, and it's outside, ball three, three balls, no strikes. Three balls and no strikes on Chris Chambliss. Lou Pinnell on at first base, no outs, top of the second, no score in the ball game. Here's the 3-0, and it's in there. Strike, it was taken by Chambliss, three and one. Taking a lot of time. Now he sets. Checks Pinello off first base. Here's a 3-1 pitch. Swung on and missed. Good fastball. Tailed in on, on uh, Chambliss. And the count is full. Three balls, two strikes. Now Pinello looks over at Elston Howard, his first base coach. Now they both look over at their third base coach, Dick Hauser. Perez still playing behind Pinello. Here's a payoff pitch. Swung on it in the air center field. Going back is Geronimo. He's got plenty of room now. Backing up, he's got it. Vanilla halfway down to second base, gets back to first. There's one away. That was a well-hit ball. Just about uh, 400 feet out there. The wall in center is 404. Remember we told you yesterday this is a symmetrical park. Down the lines is 330. Right and left center are exactly the same. 375 and dead center is 404. 
Here's Greg Nettles, the Yankee third baseman. Nettles bats left-handed. He led the American League in home runs this year. He hit 32 of them. He was 0 for 3 yesterday with a run batter, and he drove in the Yankees' only run. The Reds won it by a score 5 to 1 for Don Gullett. Gullett won it. Alexander lost it. First pitch to Nettles. Fastball hit in the air. Left center. Back there, the left fielder, Foster. Backing up, and he's got it. Tagging at first base and faking going to second is Spinella, but he holds up and comes back. Two outs. Taking a look at the flags above the stadium, Bill, you will notice in dead center the American flag and the world's champion flag are briskly blowing to right field. But as you look at the flags in right field, they lie limp on their poles, and the flags in left field lie limp on their poles. So this is another park where the wind currents do tricks. Yes. Yeah, you stay in the same kind of a place. Elliot Maddox, the designated hitter, steps in. Maddox was one for two yesterday. That was a three-base hit. That's right-handed. Here's a set by Norman. And the first pitch. Call strike on the outside corner. Now Perez decides to hold Vanilla at first base. Maddox backs out. their turtleneck for the nice action. Here's the set now by Norman. And the one-strike pitch. Screwball misses outside. It's one and one. And like they say, he had a notion on that one. That screwball is always a tough pitcher from a left-hander. I don't know how the pitcher keeps his wrist in place when he throws a screwball. Why doesn't the hand fall off? Uh, he's got a, a tough pitch for your elbow. Turn that ball over like that. You ever see Carl Hubble? Yeah. The one-one. Swung on, foul straight back by Maddox. One ball, two strikes. Bill, before your day, and before mine too, to be utterly honest, Chrissy Matheson used to throw it, and they called it a fadeaway. Then when Hubble came along, they gave it the, uh, the connotation of screwball. But I still don't know how you can throw it and still keep your arm uh, sound. Well, you've seen their arms, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever seen Hubble's arm? No. You know, Carl, I think, still is head of the farm system for the San Francisco Giants, and it's just inside out. It's just really? turned around from throwing that screwball so much. Like a corkscrew. Yes. Now Norman sets the one-two to Maddox. Swung on a bit. Got him with the screwball. Maddox goes down swinging for the third out. No run to base hit. The man left on base. We're going to the bottom of the second. The Yankees nothing. The Cincinnati Reds nothing. Every mile you drive with an inefficient, dirty carburetor can cost you money. New Bardo fuel system treatment can help clean up your dirty carburetor. There's more to the story than that. Listen. Sounds awful, right? Intake valve deposits may be causing loss of power and even damaged valves. Bardo fuel system treatment helps prevent intake valve deposit buildup. It may save you a trip to the repair shop. Winter weather can lead to an iced up carburetor and cause your car to stall. Bardo fuel system treatment can help prevent carburetor icing and could save you from a walk in the cold. Here's the best part. Bardo fuel system treatment is safe for use with catalytic converters. And when you buy three cans of new fuel system treatment, we'll give you a dollar cash refund. Pick up an official coupon at a participating retailer. Supply proof of purchase, and Bardo will mail you your dollar. Bardo. Run with us. Jim Hunter, who has done so well uh, both for the Oakland A's and the New York Yankees. 
And now the pitches for his club as the Cincinnati Reds come up for their turn at bat for the second time with no score here. So far, both the pitchers have been in command. A little apprehension on the part of the Red fans here as Norman gave up a base hit in that top of the second. But he settled down, got him in order. And so, Bill White, each team with one hit as we go to the last half of the second, the Reds have. All right, Will Elliott and Dan Dreesen, the designated hitter for the Reds, steps in. Dreesen's the first guy ever used officially as a designated hitter in the National League. He was 0 for 4 yesterday. Left-handed batter batting at 247 on the year for the Reds. And he takes a fastball for strike. They give Dreesen a lot of the left field line as White's playing over in left center. Hunter right back with the 0-1 pitch. And it's low, a ball of the strike. It'll be Dreesen, Foster, and Johnny Bench for the Reds. In the bottom half of the second inning, here's the 1-1 pitch. Swung on it in here. Deep center field after Schroeder, still going. And it's up against the wall. Around first base, digging for second is Dreesen. He'll hold there with a double. Got a half-high fastball and drilled it off the wall. Straight away center ball bounced right back to Rivers, who got it in quickly. And they held Dreesen down at second base with a double. He got all that one. That was strictly power, uh, Bill, strictly power. It was a high ball, as you called it. And uh, hitting it to center, it just shaded to the left. Naturally, he didn't get around on it. But he did have the fat part of the bat on it. And it was all shoulder muscle and punched in there. It went out on a line. So Dreesen down at second with a leadoff double, and that'll bring on the left fielder, George Foster. Foster picked up a couple of base hits yesterday, one of them a ground ball that hit Tony Perez running between second and third. He batted 3.06 on the year for the Reds, hit 29 home runs, drove in 121 runs. And the bat ball misses outside, and once again, Patrick Hunter slips on the top. And his hat flew off. There's that hard number. Digging at it now as if to be um, an answer to your comment, and uh, probably uh, Dick, of course, told him about the hardness of the mound. He anticipated it. It wouldn't surprise me when to see Billy Martin get that Cincinnati Red ground crew out there and loosen up some of that mound. Billy will do that. Hunter set. And the 1-0. Misses low. Two balls, no strikes on Fox. On deck is Johnny Bench. No score in the ball game. We're the bottom half of the second inning. Dan Dreesen down at second base with the leadoff double. Hunter having a little bit of trouble with the mound here in Cincinnati. Here's the 2-0 pitch. Checks the swing. He takes outside. Three balls, no strike. Now Foster looks at his third base coach, George Sugar. He'd like to get a green light on this 3-0 pitch. George is not the most agile of looking people. He's not the sleekest looking guy. Not the smoothest operator, but boy, is he power and determination. Here's a 3-0 to Foster. And it's a call strike at 3-1. Munson almost threw that ball past Hunter and out of the center field. That moved to Stanley and Randolph. Up behind Hunter quickly. Now catfish sets. And the 3-1 pitch. Swung on, line to the center field. Base hit. Around third base is Dreesen. And he'll be waiting. As Foster picks up his third base hit in the series, a single into center field, scoring Dan Dreesen to give the Reds a one to nothing lead here in the second inning. 
That wasn't the most vicious single that George Foster's uh, most this year. It came just off the end of his bat, but it did have enough velocity and enough height to get over uh, the second baseman, Willie Randolph, who was straining to get to it, and it just dropped in. Here's Johnny Bench. Red break out on top, one to nothing. Time is called now as Foster wants to talk to his first base coach, Russ Nixon. And I believe, uh, when Elliott? Hand. Hand. Stung a little bit. He did not hit that ball well. We he, talked about that earlier. Right. He got him right on the end of his bat. And, man, his hands must be shivering. Here's the first pitch to pitch. Runner going and taking for a ball. Throw down a second. And they've got him. Perfect throw. Weston to Randolph. And there's one away. Oh, the red. Todd Feeling. Two to four. Foster's cut down trying to steal second base. The pitch to pitch was, I thought it was high, but they've got a strike on the board. Now Munson backs around and looks at Lou DeMuro. Anyway, here's the next pitch. And it's outside. Backhanded by Munson. I was right. It's two balls, no strikes on Johnny Bench. 2-0 and on Bench. Reds have a one to nothing lead playing the second inning. And the pitch is lying left center base set. White's after it. It'll go between them to the wall. And out into left center field. Johnny Bench will hold it second with a double. So Bench is now three for four in the series. As the Reds are roughing up Catfish Hunter here in the second inning. Dan Dreesen went off by doubling off the wall in straightaway center field. George Foster got him in with a single. He didn't hit that too hard. But now Bench rips one into left center. He's down at second. There's one away. And the batter, Cesar Geronimo, the center fielder. And the aggressive style of the red face running cost him a run in that instance. Instead of lying back like the old Yankees do to whack it out. That time it cost him a run with Foster being snuffed out at second. So Bench on at second with one out. Here's Cesar Geronimo. Left-handed batter. And he takes time. We're going to get some action in the Yankee bullpen as Billy Martin calls time. Now he wants to talk to Catfish Hunter. Glad Jackson is going down to the bullpen, a left-hander. Martin calls Munson off, Red down, a shortstop joins the conversation on the mound. Randolph started it, but he backed off. Reds have taken a one-to-nothing lead here in the second inning. They have a run on four hits already off Hunter. And, Bill, as you noted, twice the catfish has fallen off the mound. Billy might have seen something in his motion that would cause him to ask a catfish what's going on. Whatever it is, they've decided that it's okay for the moment because Billy has returned to the dugout. Bill, of the 14 hits the Reds have made in this game and the yesterday so far, seven of them have been for extra bases. And they can do it. They can hustle. They can hit the ball hard. Here's Geronimo now. The 1-0 pitch to him. Outside and high, two balls, no strike. That hunter wants two balls. They play Cesar straight away. White not too deep in left field. Bench taking a walking lead off set. He's checked by Hunter. And the 2 0. High ball, three, three balls, no strike. Hunter's the kind of pitcher, when Elliott, who will give up a lot of runs or will give up runs in bunches. But then he settles down. But it's good baseball. As soon as he gets become the custom of that mound, he'll settle down if he's in there that long. Here's a 3-0 down to Geronimo. And it's swung on and fouled back and out of play. Three and one. The one thing Catfish has always said about his own pitching and analyzing his style and his success, he has iterated it over and over again. He must have control. He's got to know where the ball is going. Bench off second one out. 
Hunter looking at Munson for his sign. Now he sets. And a 3-1 pitch. Swung on, hit foul left side, not a play. Bill, right now let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. Hear Brad Palmer's weekday morning and afternoon sports reports on News Radio 78, WBBM Chicago. New baseball and gets a sign and set. And the payoff pitch is high. Ball four. Geronimo walks. Oh, the Reds have runners at first and second with one away. And the batter, the shortstop, Dave Concepcion. Bill, uh, Catfish has actually not retired a single batter in this inning. The only out has been the uh, abortive steal by Foster. We have the double, the single, and a double, and now a base on ball. And the Reds have runners first and second. One out as Concepcion steps in. He tripled yesterday and scored a run. Pitch to him. He takes high ball. Now Hunter having a bit of control trouble here in the second inning. Yankees set up looking for two. Nettle, Stanley, Randolph, Campbell are on the infield as Hunter sets again. Checks the runners, the 1-0 pitch. Line in the right center field. That's going to fall. It'll be a base hit. Bench around third. He's going to score. Digging the third base is Geronimo. And he makes it in there safely. And the Reds lead 2 nothing. Davey just poked that ball in the right center. He reached out. It was a high ball, high outside. And he just poked it, just filled it right in the right center. That was not a screamer. That was a, a thinking hit. And, and it did its job. It brought in another red run, and it's now 2-0. Men on first and third, and Jackson is really beginning to heat up in the Yankee bullpen. As Pete Rose steps in. Pete's been up one fly to wide and left field. Now they've got to keep their eyes on Concepcion at first base. Good speed on the bases for the red. Geronimo over at third, Concepcion on at first. One out. Pete Rose takes inside the ball. of the game off Catfish Hunter in the fifth game of the 1972 World Series. Now Stanley, Fred Dunn, the shortstop, wants to talk to Catfish. Of course, this gives Jackson more time to get loose in the Yankee bullpen. Now Rose looks at his third base coach, George Sugar. Geronimo at third. Concepcion at first. One away. Reds leading 2-0 second inning. Throw the first base. And back safely is Concepcion. Reds has scored two runs on four base hits here in the second inning. The 1-0 pitch. Call strike on the outside corner. It's 1-1. One one. Ken Griffey on deck. Pitching a little slower now. Now he says. Throws the first base, and Concepcion has to dive back in at first. Well, you got to feel when he throws that way, he's got to be thinking about stealing. And uh, Hunter knows it because those are not warning throws. He's really zinging them over there. Now Concepcion moves off first. He's got a good side lead. Another throw to the first base. He's got to dive back in. Backs out, time is called as Pete wants that ball inspected by home plate umpire Lou DeMuro. And it's all right. DeMuro gives it back to Hunter. 
runners at first and third, one out. Reds still Yankees nothing, playing the bottom of the second. Hunter gets another side from Munson, stops at the belt, and throws the first base, and Concepcion once again dives back in. He's got to be going. And that was close, Bill. So much so that uh, Davey asked for timeout so that he can get a breath when, as he gets to his feet. Concepcion takes a big lead there at first base. Hunter checks it. Now the pitch. High and away. Two balls and a strike. Concepcion walks back to first base shaking his head a bit. He's dirty. Hunter's really gone after him over there. Jackson continues to get loose in the Yankee bullpen down the left field foul line. Now Hunter's ready. Another throw to first base this time. Concepcion is back standing. Geronimo does not take too big a lead off third as Hunter sets. The runner's going, the pitch is high, throw to third, and safe at third base as Munson almost threw that ball away. He almost threw it into the Yankee bullpen. Down the left field foul line, Nettles had to dive for the ball, and he saved the run and an error for Munson. A remarkable save by Greg Nettles. He dove across and behind the bag, in between the base runner and the throw, and how he got it, I'll never know. This guy has played such fantastic third base this year, Bill. And Concepcion down at second. He gets a stolen base, and the Yankees now have to bring their infield in. The count, three balls and a strike on Rose. Hunter started to wind up, but he changed his mind. He's going to stretch. Here's a 3-1 pitch. Swung on and pulled foul just outside first base. Three balls, two strikes on Pete Rose. Geronimo goes back to third base, and Concepcion back to second. Here's a payoff pitch. Low and inside, ball four, and the Reds have the bases loaded. Well, Dreesen started this inning off with a double. Foster brought him in with a single. Then Foster was cut down trying to steal. Then Johnny Bench doubled. Geronimo walked. Concepcion looped the single into right center field. Scoring Johnny Bench. Geronimo going to third. Then Concepcion stole second. Rose walked, and we've got the bases loaded, one out. And here's Ken Griffey, the right fielder. He's been up one sky to Roy White and left. Hunter winds, and the first pitch to Griffey. Fastball is hit foul, left side, not a play. Now the Reds putting a lot of pressure on the Yankees and Catfish Hunter here in the second inning. They lead 2-0. They've got the bases loaded, only one out. And the National League's number two hitter, Ken Griffey's in. Here's a one-strike pitch. High, a ball and a strike. On deck is Joe Morgan. Munson flashing signs, and the 1-1 pitch to Griffey. Swung on, hit foul left side, not a play. A ball and two strikes. overall have good team speed. Geronimo can scoop. Concepcion, he's at second base, he can scoop. Pete Rhodes runs well. He's on at first. As Hunter gets a new baseball and gets a sign from Munson, he's winding. Here's the one-two to Griffey. High and away, two balls, two strikes. 
ground ball, Griffey would be very difficult to double at first. He flies down there. And the 2-2 pitch. Swung on line center field coming on his rivers, and he's got it. Tagging at third base and trying to score Geronimo. The throw will not be in time. And the Reds lead it 3-0. A sacrifice fly to center field by Ken Griffey. Geronimo tagged at third and beats the throw from Rivers, holding at second base with Concepcion, and that's that Rose had to stay at first base. So the Reds have a three-to-nothing lead. With two outs, the batter will be Joe Morgan. That throw may not have been the strongest in the world, but it was right on the money and was just late by an eyelash. Morgan, a single to center field in the first hole of base, but he was left stranded. Joe's two for five in the series so far. A home run and a single. The left-handed batter. They play him the ball in the infield and the outfield. Hunter set. And a fifth. Swung on. Popped up. Foul side on the third base side. After it is Mutson still going and he's got it on the run. Mutson with a fine running catch. Next to the Yankee dugout on the third base side. The Reds score three times. On four base hits, they leave two men on base. At the end of two here in Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Reds, three, the New York Yankees, nothing. If you can see the writing on the wall, it's probably time to repaint again. Hi, Pat Summerall to suggest you use True Test Easy Care Latex Flat Enamel Paint from your True Value Hardware Store. So the next time you see the handwriting on the wall, all you need to do is wipe it off. Stains, grease, and grime can't readily penetrate Easy Care's hard enamel finish, so they simply wash away, and you don't need to repaint as often. And because Easy Care has a soft finish, you're going to have both the flat, smooth look of a latex and the washability of a tough enamel in your living room, family room, in fact, any room. True Test Easy Care has earned the good housekeeping seal of approval, and it's available at your True Value hardware store. For a more velvety finish, you'll want True Test Satin Hue Flat Interior Latex. Satin Hue has the finest quality flat smooth finish in 48 decorator colors plus white. See the complete selection of True Test paint exclusively at your participating True Value hardware store. True Value, more than just a name, their way of doing business. And so, the Reds are off and running, as their cohorts had hoped, and maybe they must be, with Freddie Norman as their moundsman tonight. Freddie so far has had no trouble in the first two innings. He allowed just a single, Lou Pinellas. For the rest, he set them down at one, two, three. He's allowed just a one hit and no runs. While his teammates now have five hits and three runs, and it looks like Catfish Hunter was going to take the earliest stroll he had ever taken in postseason play. But uh, Billy Martin has stayed with him. Let's see if Hunter will settle down. Let's see if Norman can maintain his pace. And therein lies the story of this game. Almost a must game for the New Yorkers as they go back to their own stadium on Tuesday to beat this Cincinnati club four straight is almost an impossible task. And we've all been saying here, we pundits who know nothing, that this is a must game for the Yanks. So far, it's not a good card, <laughs> Bill. All right, Wynn and Willie Randolph will try to get something started for the Yankees against Freddie Norman here in the top half of the third inning. The Reds lead 3-0. First pitch to Randolph. Fastball in the air center field to his right. Geronimo now back a couple of steps, waiting, and he's got it. One away. Well, the Yankees aren't wasting much time swinging the bat against Fred Norman. He had Catfish Hunter for 28 pitches that last inning, and a total of 40. 
Harmon now has thrown a total of 13. Oh, there's one out, nobody on. That'll bring on Fred Stanley to shortstop. Right-handed batter takes a lot of pitches. They play him to the right side. Don't play him too deeply. Here's the first pitch to him. And it's high ball. Rose, even with the bag at third base, just wide of the bag a bit. Here's a 1-0 to Stanley. Call strike, it's 1-1. One one. And the 1-1 pitch. Screw ball is high. Two balls and a strike. On deck is Mickey Rivers. Reds lead 3-0. We're in the third inning, one out, nobody on. Pitch is taken high, three and one. Now Stanley backs out, looks at Dick Hauser at third base coach, takes a long look at Hauser. He'll probably take this pitch. Here's a 3-1. All strike, three balls, two strikes. Now Rose backs up at third. Norman in the windup and the payoff pitch to Fred Stanley. Swung on it in the air, left side. After it is Foster, he can't get to it. It's going to fall foul. That ball fell about a foot outside the foul line. Down the third base side. Now Stanley all the way around second base now. Takes a shortcut and comes back and picks up his bat. We mentioned they were playing Stanley in shallow and they were giving him the left field line. Ball just missed falling fair. It's a routine fly ball down the left Yeah, side. they sure don't play him to get around on it, do they? No, they count still. Three balls and two strikes on Stanley. Norman on the backside of the mound. Now he comes back up top. And the payoff pitch again. Swung on and fouled straight back. He's still three and two. Another full house here at Riverfront Stadium. And an unusual sight, so many of them with blankets. The 3-2 pitch. Low ball for Stanley Walsh. That's the first pass issued by Fred Norman. So Stanley on at first base. He becomes the Yankees' second base runner. Lou Pinella was the first. He got a leadoff hit to deep short in the second inning. But then Norman got Chambliss, Nettles, and Maddox. Randolph flies to center of the open this inning. Stanley walks. He's at first base. That'll bring on Mickey Rivers. Rivers is looking for his first base hit in the series. He's 0 for 5. Fly to center field in the first inning. Look at that Rose. Way in at third base. As Norman sets. And the pitch. Outside ball. field line and in shallow in left field. Geronimo straight away in center. So is Griffey in right as Norman sets. And the pitch. Swung on, looped to left field and foul territory after Foster on the run. He can't get to it. Bounces up against the fence in there and bounces back on the field. So the count on Rivers, a ball and a strike. They don't give Mickey Rivers that left field line because he steps into the pitch and screams it down there and it's amazing. There was Foster only a foot or two away from that one. Whereas the easy Hooper before, he was easily a dozen feet away from it. Position is everything in life. 
You're right, Winter. Rivers will take that low pitch, and he'll slash it down the left field line, and the high pitch, now he'll pull it. So Mickey now gets another bat. They count a ball to strike on Rivers with one out. They sure give him an alley in left center. Reds lead 3-0. We're the top half of the third inning. Here's a 1-1 pitch. Swung on, fouled straight back up against the screen. A ball and two strikes on Rivers. Got to lay that ball out to the opposite field. Yeah, the inside-outside. Anything down, he'll go that way with. Rose now backs up at third base with two strikes on Rivers. Norman taking a lot of time. Now he's ready. Check Stanley at first and the pitch. Curveball bounced toward first base. Perez has it, and he'll take it himself at first base. Moving to second is Brett Stanley. And with two outs, the batter's Roy White. Roy's been up once. A little loop route behind second base that Joe Morgan ran down in the first inning. Now pitch out halfway to the mound, and he goes the rest of the way. He wants to talk to Norman. John back behind the plate. The Reds have three runs on five base hits. The Yankees, no runs on one base hit. Fred Stanley moving off second base with two outs. Here's the first pitch to White. He takes it high. Now Stanley... Moves off second, and Norman's ready again. The next pitch. Swung on, looped into center field, going back is Morgan, and Shallowson out behind second. He's got it for the out number three. So Roy White once again got it up a little higher this time, and Joe Morgan ran it down. No runs, no hits, a walk, and a man left. We go to the bottom to third to score. Reds three, Yankees nothing. There I was. Successful businessman, wonderful family, nice home, no crabgrass. But I had to work for it all. I never actually won anything until I played budget rent-a-cars. I can't wait to win sweepstakes. Then it happened. I won, and you can too. Every licensed driver was one of five different prizes. Two first prizes of a brand new Chevrolet Caprice, all the way to terrific-looking T-shirt iron. Look, there's no purchase necessary, and the offer expires November 30th. So unless it's prohibited in your area, play the I can't wait to win Available at participating locations or see our mail-in offer in national magazines. And right now at participating budget locations, you can rent a Chevrolet Caprice or similar car for only $14.95 a day, 16 cents a mile plus gas. Be an instant winner at budget rent-a-car. And so as you hear over the background on the house address system, a string of pearls. That's what Freddie Norman has thrown at the New York Yankees so far. The dipsy here and the doodle there. I'm staying on. That was sliding and in-shoots and out-shoots, the way we used to call them, just enough to keep the Yankees off stride. For the second time in a row, he's jammed Fred White, and he's poodled one under the air that Joe Morton just drifted back and took. And right now, Fred Norman looks like in complete control. Of interest is Catfish Hunter's third appearance, the third round. They roughed him up in the second inning. Let's see if he's regained his composure and his stuff, or is he on his way out? 
the earliest departure in history for Catfish Hunter in a postseason game. We'll see. Bill? All right, Wynn and Tony Perez, who popped the nettles at third base in the first inning, steps in. Hunter's first pitch is a slider that's on the outside edge. It's a called strike. It'll be Perez, Dreesen, and Foster against Hunter here in the bottom half of the third inning. The next pitch, high and away. One ball, one strike. Reds three, Yankees nothing. Third inning. Here's a 1-1 pitch. Outside, two balls and a strike. Don Gullett beat the Yankees yesterday 5-1. to one. Gave up just five base hits. Here's a 2-1. Swung on line, right field. That'll be a base hit in front of Pinella. Who has it on one up? And Tony Perez will hold it first base. That's the uh, sixth base hit for the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, Perez goes the opposite field for a single. That'll bring on Dan Dreesen, who led off last inning with a double off the wall in center field. And once again, we're going to get some action in the Yankee bullpen down the left field foul line. Here's the first pitch to Dreesen. A fastball, it's inside. Brad Jackson again, the left-hander gets up. Chambliss playing behind Perez at first base as Hunter sets. And the pitch, swung on and fouled back. One ball, one strike on Dreesen. Last year, Big Tony had trouble buying a hit in the World Series against the Red Sox. It wasn't until the very end when he hit that blooper off Bill Lee that he came to life. And here, so far, in the first two games, that's his fourth hit in six tries. Here's a 1-1 to Dries. Swung on, foul, left side, out of play. One ball, two strikes. A right-hander also joins Jackson, the bullpen, Dick Tidrow. A double-barreled action for the Yankees. Dick Tidrow and Grant Jackson. And they're throwing hard. Hunter sets. The one-two pitch. High and away. Two balls, two strikes. Perez, a little walking leadoff first. Not too big a lead. He's checked. And a pitch. Outside. Three balls, two strikes. Well, the cat running into a lot of trouble now. It's like a buzzsaw, these Cincinnati Reds. They keep coming at you. See if they move Perez. Chambliss thinks so. He's going to hold Perez at first base now. As Hunter checks him. The runner's going. The pitch. Bounce toward uh, second base. The cutout by Chambliss. He spins, throws to Hunter, covering, and Catfish pitches the back. Reese's save. Everybody's safe. Toward second, Chambliss bounced off back end of the ball. Had no chance at all at second base with Perez moving. He turned around, threw to Hunter, and Hunter just couldn't get to the bag in time. A base set for Dan Dreesen. So the Reds now have runners at first and second. Nobody out, and here's George Foster, the left fielder. Foster drove in the Reds' first run with a single to center field. And he was caught stealing in the second inning. Swings, and he doesn't get a fastball. No balls and a strike. That was a sporting news player of the year in the American League. George Foster batted 300, drove in 121 runs. And he might very well get the MVP award of the year. Now, interestingly enough, in the betting, or rather the betting, the voting last year, he didn't get a single vote. 
The one strike pitch is swung on and missed. Foster tried to hold up on a fastball, but he went too far. No balls, two strikes. What a difference a year makes. Not one single vote did he get last year, Bill. It was hard to get a vote with uh, that little Morgan getting all of them, Finch getting some, Rose getting some. Happiness is a thing called Joe. <laughs> now Hunter sets. And a two-strike pitch. High, one ball, two strikes. The Reds lead 3-0. They're trying to add to that lead in the bottom of the third. They've got runners at first and second. Nobody out. They count a ball and two strikes on George Foster. Is three for five so far in the series. Right-handed batter, the Yankees play him straight away. Hunter sets and the one-two outside, blocked by Munson and no advance by Perez. Munson a good play. The count now two balls and two strikes on Foster. And all played up by Lou DiMiro. Once look at that baseball, he rubs it up and it goes back to Hunter. Pedro and Jackson continue to get loose in the Yankee bullpen. They count two balls, two strikes on Boston. And the pitch. Swung on, popped straight back over our heads and out of play. On deck is Johnny Bench. baseball. Foster makes him wait a bit. Catfish normally likes to pitch fast. Taking a little more time now between pitches. Here's the 2-2. Swung on and missed Foster once again with a half swing. So George Foster goes down swinging for the first out here in the third inning. And the hand building up is for Johnny Bench. Doubled into left center in the second inning and scored. You know, Bill, you're absolutely right. That was a thing I hadn't noticed. The catfish usually gets up there, faces it, gets a signal, and lets her go on this next to Jim Cott. He's the fastest pitcher in the league, but he hasn't done it tonight. First pitch to bench. In the air, left field, coming on as wide. He's got plenty of room. He's there, and he's got it. Perez, halfway down to third base, goes back to second. And Grayson goes back to first. Outs. And the batter sees our Geronimo, who walked and scored in the second. Reds have three runs on seven base hits. The Yankees no runs on one with the bottom half of their inning. Geronimo hits for a wide stance. First pitch to it. He takes high. Hunter took a little bit off the chain. sets again. And the 1-0 pitch. Swung on, pulled, foul down the right side. One ball, one strike on Geronimo. They played Geronimo straight away. He's one for four in the series so far. That was a double. Here's the 1-1 pitch. High and away. Two balls and a strike. 
That was really high and away, about as far as Munson could reach without leaving his feet. The catfish is not right. Obviously. Here's a set again. And the 2-1 pitch. Texas Wing takes it high. Three balls in the strike. Our deck is aimed from Tepsio. Perez moves off second. Side ball four and once again the Reds have the bases loaded. That's a third walk given up by Catfish Hunter. The Reds have Perez at third, Greason down at second, Geronimo on at first, and the batter's Dave Concepcion who drove in a run with a single to right center field in the second inning. Catfish Hunter has thrown 62 pitches. And we're in the third inning. I've kept my eye on Billy, and I'm trying to read his, his mind. He, this is his best. Concepcion swings at a fastball, and he doesn't get it. Catfish Hunter is the best he's got, whether he's struggling or faltering right now or not. And I think he feels that if he takes him out psychologically, it would be a tremendous blow to the, the Yankee morale. And the one-strike pitch. Ball strike two, a slider, let her high on the outside corner. No balls and two strikes on Concepcion. Bases loaded, two outs, bottom to third. Reds have a three-nothing lead over the Yankees. They've got Hunter pitching on a bitter trouble. And Cat now backs off. He winds. And the two-strike pitch. Swung on and Miss Concepcion goes down swinging. No runs on two hits. The Reds leave the bases loaded. We played three, and the Reds lead the Yankees three to nothing. They loved you when you bought your little foreign car, but when you brought it back for a new muffler. Hi, Hugo. Yeah. Uh, that is it, please. Uh, looking good. Uh, say, I I need a uh, a new muffler on my car. A muffler chop? A muffler chop? Yeah. Look, we got a lot of important work. Yeah, but I uh, see, uh, Hugo. Uh, I bought my car here. He told you a car. Yeah, if you could just. Uh, ah, maybe we could squeeze you in. I don't know. Let me consult my appointment schedule. Ah, there's a possible opening on the fifth. Oh, great! Of January. January. Yeah. Take it or leave it. Well, uh, I'll forget I'll it. Take it. Foreign car drivers, you don't have to take it anymore. Now Midas gives foreign cars the same kind of service we've been giving American cars for 20 years. You're usually in and out in 30 minutes because we keep our foreign car parts in stock and don't require an appointment. Foreign car drivers, finally somebody speaks your language. Come to Midas. We're foreign car specialists. We have to do a better job. Through three, it's 3-0 the Reds. As Catfish Hunter, one of the brilliant pitchers in modern times in baseball, is having a real struggle tonight. He's allowed seven hits and three runs, three bases on ball. His entire style seems to have changed, where he's a rapid-fire delivery, scarcely allowing the batter a chance to get himself set in the box. Tonight, he's being deliberate, although on that last batter conception, he went right at him. Like the cat, I would be tempted to say the catfish of old, but that would be what two games ago. But right now, the Reds have the game in command. Lefty Norman has done anything that uh, Sparky Anderson had hoped he would do, and he's been a tremendous lift for 
for both the red team and the red crowd here who now know that they're not going to have John Gullett pitch for them the rest of this series. And so as Lefty gets up on the mound and peers in to the plate for the New York Yankees, their brilliant catcher, Thurman Munson. All right, Munson's been up one fly to right field. And the first pitch goes a curveball that's in there for a strike. It'll be Munson, Fidel, and Chambliss for the Yankees here in the top half of the fourth inning. The Reds lead 3 0. Yankees have been limited to just one base hit. And infield hit by Lou Pinella back in the second inning. The one strike pitch to Munson. Swung on it on the ground wide at third. Rose flags it down. Throws off balance, but it'll not be in time. Pete Rose ranging far to his left. Flag that ball down. Had to throw off balance, and Munson beat it up. So the Yankees have their second base hit in the ballgame. And also an infield hit win. A very awkward uh, try by Pete. He had to go deep to his left. He had no opportunity to turn. He, he threw across his body, and he was not able to put anything on it. And although Thurman is not the fastest man, neither is he the slowest, and he beat it by just a, a toe. So he's on at first base, and Perez will play behind him, the batter Lupinella. He got the Yankees' first base hit back in the second. A single to deep short. Lupinella, two for five in the series. Let's play Lou straight away. On deck is Chris Chambliss. Now Norman backs off. Pinella has been making, making Norman wait. Now Norman backs off. He's going to let Pinella wait a while. Red set up looking for two. As Mutson moves off first. First pitch to Pinella. A breaking ball. It stays outside. One ball, no strikes. Blue split right field with Oscar Gamble. Pinella playing right field against left-handers. Gamble against right-handers. As the 1-0 pitch comes on. Swung on it in the air left field. To his left, a couple of steps spots. They're waiting. He's got it. One out. Munson back to first base. Here's Chris Chambliss, the Yankee first baseman. Chambliss one for four so far in the series. Don't you remember we were talking about before the game with this cool weather, they might allow the pitchers to blow on their hand while they were standing on the mound. I don't see that that's happened. No, a Norman and Hunter go to the back side of the mound to blow on their hands, or they come toward the plate. But you got to be off that uh, little circular area out there. First pitch to Chambliss. Swung on, lining left center field, that'll be a base hit. One hopper to Foster, and holding it second is Munson. So Chambliss goes to the opposite field for a base hit. Yankees third base hit, and have been all singles. They've got runners now at first and second. And with only one out, the batter is Greg Nettles, the third baseman. And that's the 16th straight game that Christopher Chambliss has hit safely. Uh, he's got some marvelous statistics. up 24 out of 62 now. Well, the Yankees threatened. They've got runners at first and second with one out. They're down 3-0 in the fourth inning. And the batter is Greg Nettles. Greg has been up once, fly to left field. He's 0 for 4 in the series. Going to get some action now in the Cincinnati Red Bull pit. Here's the first pitch to Nettles. Swung on it up in the middle. Base hit. Munson around third base. He's going to try to score. And he'll score. Throw the third on. Uh, Chambliss is not in time. Now throw back to second. That's not in time. Well, the Yankees running the bases. Munson scored from second base. Chambliss taking a chance on the arm of Geronimo. He went on the third. On the throw the third. Nettles decided to go on the second. And the Yankees running the base as well. Scores now. Reds three, Yankees one. 
And right away, Jack Billingham and Manny Sarmiento get up and start loosening up for the Cincinnati Reds. Greg Nettles has driven in both runs. The Yankees have scored so far in these two games with Elliott. Mm -hmm. And that was an indication that the Yankees can play the running pressure style, too. Not one of the three base runners ever broke stride, especially Nettles, as he saw the throw going to third. He just kept on. Here's Elliott Maddox. Fastball is in for a strike. The Reds have an infield back. They will not try to cut this run down, except for their third baseman, Pete Rose, who's playing even with the bag. Yankee runners at second and third, one out. Reds lead three to one. We're playing the top half the fourth inning. Here's a wind by Norman and the one strike pitch. Swung on, fouled off. No balls, two strikes on Maddox. On deck, Willie Randolph. Now a single by Munchie. Another single by Chambliss. And a single center by Nettles. The Yankees have gotten on the board. Norman now on the backside of the mound. Now he comes back up top. Looks for a sign from bench. Here's a two-strike pitch to Maddox. And he takes it inside. Good slider. One ball, two strikes. Now the book on Norman. He, he throws the uh, slider to the right-handers inside, then goes away from them with the screwball. Billingham continue to warm up. They're both right-handers. Here's a one-two to Maddox. Swung on and missed. Dropped by Bench, but he tags Maddox. Oh, they're two outs. Maddox has been a play struck out both times. A key man to get for Lefty Norman, and he did it. He did it when he had to, because this game is up for grabs right now. Well, you always like to get that run in from third base with less than two outs. Of course, you like to get it in any time. Yeah. A runner still in second and third. Two outs, and here's Willie Randolph. Willie's been up once, fly to center. Here's the first pitch to Randolph. Swung on, on the ground, a shortstop. Grabbed by Concepcion. Throws off balance inside. Moving to his left, came up with the ball and got Randolph at first base. Yankee score run on three hits. They leave two men on base. After three and a half innings of play, the Reds three, the Yankees one. If you know the facts on microwave ovens before you buy, you'll buy an Amana radar range. Fact one, the safety tag. All microwave ovens have to carry warning labels on the door, except two. Both are Amana radar range microwave ovens. Fact two, Amana provides a full five-year warranty on the Magnetron. Amana covers Magnetron cost, labor charges, even the serviceman's travel expenses for five years. Check the warranty, because many microwave ovens come with only one-year full Magnetron warranty protection. Fact three, quality features. The Amana Touchmatic Radar Range is the first microwave oven with a memory. Takes food from the freezer to the table, simple as one, two, three. Amana Cookmatic Power Shift lets you select the cooking speed you need. Add the big Amana stainless steel interior, 675 watts cooking power, removable glass oven tray, and more, and you've got all the facts that make the Amana Touchmatic Radar Range the one to buy. When 
Elliott and Bill White back at Riverfront Stadium where the Yankees have just broken the ice, and I say that advisedly in the top of the fourth inning to get their first run of the night. Now, I don't know whether the Reds are using a walkie-talkie system to position their defense, but yes or no, it was the experience, the guile, and the positioning of shortstop David Concepcion on that last play that ended the inning. He was just playing that step or two closer to the second base than you normally would on a right-handed batter. Anticipating where the pitch would go, he had that step or two jump, was able to field the ball and throw the speedy Randolph out. And when you talk about defense, that's really defense. You won't read it in the paper or see it on the scoreboard, but we saw it then. Bill? All right, when Pete Rose against Catfish Hunter, bottom half the fourth, the Reds lead 3-1. to one. Hunter's first pitch is low, a ball. Rose is wide to left field and beats walk, so he's over one. He's looking for his first base hit in the series. So far, he's over three. The 1-0 pitch is hit in the air left field. White going back near the track, still going, and he's got the ball just before he runs into the wall. So Rose hits the ball hard, but White runs it down on the track in left field. And there's one away. And a real good catch by... Mr. White out there. He faded just in time, anticipated the nearness of the wall, didn't shy away, got the glove up in time, and got the, the best shot that Pete Rose has had in this series so far. Here's Ken Griffey, the right fielder. He's over one, fly to left field, and drove in a run with a sacrifice fly. Curveball hit in the air, center field. Rivers going back, still going. Near the warning track now. He turns, and he's got it. Well, the Reds come out swinging here in the fourth inning. They've hit the ball hard twice. They ran, uh, Rose ran White back on the warning track in left field, and Rivers just went to the warning track in center for that. So they're two outs. Neither of those hit balls were right foot, and they were right on the nose. And they uh, were just within the can of the Yankee fielders who had to go all out to snare them. Here's Joe Morgan, the second baseman. Single to center, stole a base in the first. Fouled out to Munson in the second. One for two. Morgan takes outside. Reds three, Yankees one, bottom of the fourth. Two outs and nobody on. Hunter's 1-0 pitch. Low, two balls, no strikes. I think now when Elliott, we're seeing the catfish hunter that we normally see. He gets that ball and he wants the pitch. I was just about to make that observation. Line center field. Morgan might drive for two and the ball will go through the wall. Morgan might drive for three.
You can get shock absorbers almost anywhere these days, and good ones. But when you think you need shocks, what you really need is a shock specialist to make sure you get the right shocks for your car and the way you drive. At Midas, you get a shock specialist. Who else can you trust to tell you whether you really need shocks at all? Who else can choose from five different kinds of heavy-duty shocks for your car? Who else can install those shocks in 30 minutes or less? Come to Midas. We're shock specialists. We have to do a better job. The following is a test. Please answer all questions truthfully. Question one. Which of these do you like most? Rowboat, dentist, or police Question two. If you and three friends wanted to take a nice trip, would you take turns carrying each other, take turns throwing each other, or buy an Opal Isuzu? Question three. Given a choice, would you attend a lecture on good posture, hurt your foot, or buy an Opal Isuzu? If you answered Opal Isuzu to all three, see your Buick Opal dealer and take a test drive. Uh, otherwise, see someone else. The Cincinnati Reds have out-hit the New York Yankees 2-1, to one, actually 8-4, to four, and they've outscored them 3-1 to one through four complete innings. In that last inning, they schnozzed three in a row, all of which the Yankee outfielders managed to corral. And that last play by Mickey Rivers was a thing of beauty. He had to come full steam into right center, managed to get to the ball. Remember, he is a left-hander. He had to get his glove hand across his body and just get got it. And to maintain his balance, to keep him from going right on his face, he had to swing that glove hand with the ball across his body. It might have gotten away from him and gone half a mile out into the outfield. Fortunately for him, it did not. So 4-1 Bill White as the Yankees come to bat in the top of the fifth. All right, well, it's the Yankees now down 3-1 to one to the Cincinnati Reds. And uh, Fred Stanley will lead off against Fred Norman. Norman walked Stanley last time he saw him. Stanley this time swings on the first pitch and pops it up out behind second base. Right there's Concepcion. The shortstop, and he's got it. One away. That'll bring on Rivers. One thing the Reds have done so far, as you mentioned earlier, when They've kept Rivers off the base. He's 0 for 2 in this ball game. He went 0 for 4 yesterday, though he did get on once. And he was cut down trying to steal yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mickey's fly to center field, bounce to first. Rose once again shortens up at third base. Curveball stays high. One ball and no strikes. Norman winds and the 1-0 pitch. Swung on and fouled straight back. Ball and a strike. Sparky Anderson going with left-handers. Went with Don Gullett yesterday, and Gullett won it going with Fred Norman this after, uh, this evening. And Norman has a 3-1 to one lead in the fifth inning. Here's the wind and the 1-1 pitch. Swung on high, chopper to shortstop. Charged by Concepcion. Quick throw to first base in plenty of time. And they're two outs. And you can see the electricity in the Cincinnati Red infield on a ground ball by Rivers. They waste not the slightest moment. Concepcion came tearing in to take that ball on the high hop, but he didn't think he won it. They respect the speed of uh, the quick. And now Mickey is 0 for 7 in the series. Here's Roy White. Switch hitter and right-handed against Norman. And he takes a fastball that tails outside. A ball and no strikes. over two. The 1-0 pitch. Swung on and fouled off right side. A ball and a strike. The 
Reds scored all three of their runs in the bottom half of the second inning off Catfish Hunter. The Yankees came back with one at the top of the last inning. And the Reds have a 3-1 to one lead. They're winning yesterday by a score of 5-1. to one. Here's a 1-1 pitch to White. Takes it low. Screwball. Two balls and a strike. Norman once led the Southern Association in strikeouts. That's when he was a little bit younger. Threw the ball a bit harder. Here's a 2-1. Low again, three balls and a strike. On deck is Thurman Munson. Here's a 3-1 pitch to White. High ball four. So White walks on a 3-1 pitch. He's on at first base. And with two outs, the batter will be Thurman Munson, the Yankee catcher and captain. You know, when I noticed before the ball game that both managers sent their captains up. Billy Martin sent Thur Munson up, and Sparky Anderson sent Pete Rose up with the lineups. Well, of course, the hand warmers are in the dugout. <laughs> That's where they want to stay, huh? Oh, Munson has flied to right field, and he beat out a ball to the left of Rose, and he scored the Yankees' only run. And he's been hitting the ball where it's pitched to right. He has not been hitting home runs like he had earlier in the season. He's been riding the ball to right. Here's the first pitch to Munch. Swung on, bounced right back to Norman. He gloves it, spins, goes on the Perez, and the side is retired. No runs, no hit to walk, and a man left on. Bottom of the fifth coming up. Reds, three. Yankees, one. Now you can have a phone in just about every room without waiting or paying for installation. Hi, Pat Summerall to tell you how. True Value Hardware Stores offer phone extension cords, jacks, and plugs from Pacific Electric Cord. Attach them to your phone and walls, and you can carry the phone from room to room for greater privacy and for greater convenience. It's almost like having a phone in every room. True Value Hardware Stores offer plugs that fit any standard phone, and jacks you can mount on a wall and attach to incoming lines. Get several so you can use your phone in many different rooms. You'll also find 25-foot Pacific Electric Cord phone extension cords. Choose the wire-in type or the plug-in type for jack outlets. Enjoy the luxury of having a phone in every room. Get Pacific Electric Cord jacks, plugs, and extension cords at participating True Value hardware stores. And remember, True Value, that's more than just a name. It's their way of doing business. And by the way, tell them Pat Summerall sent you. Incidentally, the World Series is going to switch to Yankee Stadium for game number three. That's going to be on Tuesday night. Airtime will be 8.15 Eastern Daylight Time. Right here on this CBS station, we'll bring you all the World Series play as long as it goes on. And right now, with a game and a half in the pocket, the Cincinnati Reds are about to come up for their bats in the latter half of the fifth inning. The weather... Shall I say cooled or semi-cold? Sitting here up in the press box directly above the plate. It's, it's funny, the upper half exposed to the air, not too cold, but the lower half not exposed to the air is kind of on the chilly side. And it's like the wind that's blowing around here in riverfront. You don't know which direction it's going to end up. The flag's draped on both sides and fluttering in the center. And Bill White? All right, wind Andreessen against Catfish Hunter here in the fifth inning. Andreessen takes inside a ball. Andreessen is two for two, double off the wall in center field and scored in the second. Got a base hit. An infield hit around first base in the third. Swings, and he doesn't get a slider. It's a ball to strike Andreessen. 
Reds leading 3-1, to one, bottom of the fifth. It'll be Drayson Foster and then Johnny Bench against Catfish Hunter. Hunter winds and the 1-1 pitch. Swung on it in the air, left field, right going back. Stop short of the warning track and he's got it. One away. Hitting a lot of long fly balls against Catfish Hunter tonight. <laughs> yeah, usually he has them hitting the ball into the ground. Well, I think Cat's been up all night. He's kept the ball up. I don't know if it's on purpose or if that mound is making him throw high. But anyway, there's one away and here's George Foster, the left fielder. Uh, as he said earlier in the year when he was struggling a little, uh, Bill, you remember he wasn't bringing the ball down enough. He wasn't coming over enough. And he also had some arm trouble early in the year, which he kept hitting from everybody. That's why he ended up with 17 wins and 15 losses after five straight years of winning at least 20. Mm -hmm. Foster one for two, an RBI single to center in the set. Also struck out in the third. It's just from the third. One hopper to Nettles. He straightens up. Fires across on the Chambliss and Foster's out. Two away. So two outs, nobody on. Johnny Finch will be the batter. Finch doubled and scored in the second. Fly to left field in the third. So he's one for two. And he's three for five in the series. A single, double, and triple. And a run scored. Two runs scored now. Pitch bats right-handed. They play him straight away. Here's Hunter's first pitch. Good slider on the outside corner. Called strike. Pitch started and held up with the ball just at the corner. Hunter taking a long time getting signs. The old one pitch. Swung on and missed. Took a little off a curve. No balls, two strikes on pitch. Oh, Johnny could have gone downtown and come back. He was so far ahead of that one. Well, he wanted to hit it downtown. Yeah, that was a beautiful tableau. Here's the 0-2 to pitch. Slider misses outside a ball and two strikes. Reds lead 3-1, to one, bottom half of fifth. So far, they have left six men on base. Here's the 1-2 pitch. Fastball is high. Two balls, two strikes. I noticed on that pitch, Bill, that Munson called for the ball low and away, and it was way up high. But there's no doubt this ball is giving Hunter a bit of trouble. 2-2, two, two, high, ball three. Three balls, two strikes. Of course, the Reds' bats are also giving Hunter a little bit of trouble. Why treat him any differently than anybody else? They've treated all year, Here's a payoff pitch. Curveball hit foul left side, way up at the seats. And the count is still three balls and two strikes on Johnny Bench. You don't want to hang that curveball up there. Bench will go downtown with him. Hunter now with the new baseball. Rocks, kicks, and deals a payoff pitch. Swung on and missed. Got him with a fastball. So the Reds go three up and three down for the first time in the ball game. And at the end of five here at Riverfront Stadium, the Reds three, the Yankees one. Ever since Budweiser was first brewed back in 1876, the Budweiser people have talked with pride about the careful way they brew the king of beers and that great Budweiser taste. Here's how we were saying it ten years ago. Oh, the 
or sing it. It all adds up to a taste, smoothness, and drinkability that's made Budweiser the king of beers for a hundred years. Anheuser-Busch, headquarters, St. Louis, Missouri. Series expert by knowing the history and events that make it America's top sports attraction. It's all inside the official 1976 World Series program, the one that sold at the series. You get the full rundowns on divisional winners. It's at selected newsstands, or you can send a check or money order for 250 to World Series program, Post Office Box 666, San Francisco, California, 94101. That's World Series program, Post Office Box 666, San Francisco, California, 94101. The proceeding has been brought to you on behalf of Major League Baseball. And the array of field attendants in their brilliant red jackets, consistent with the color patterns of the Cincinnati Reds, have come out, manicured, whatever might have been uh, in disarray on this beautiful sward here at the Riverfront Stadium in Cincinnati. I think I told you before the game started, it's just fun to watch them come out and vacuum it. Imagine that on a baseball field, vacuuming the thing. It's a wonder they don't have a house system like my wife wants, where you just plug it in the wall. And they might get that. <laughs> and the bases disappear. That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Bill, we're going to the top of the sixth. The Yanks come up trailing 3-1. All right, when and Lou Pinello will lead off against Fred Norman. Pinello got an infield hit in the second, fly to left field in the fourth. He's had one chance to get Norman. That was back in the fourth, but they only got one run on three hits. Pinella takes a curve that's too high. It'll be Pinella, Chambliss, and Nettles against Freddie Norman here in the top half of the sixth inning. Almost two-thirds of the way through the ball game. Pinella takes high again. Two balls, no strikes. Deals a 2-0 pitch. On the outside corner, a call strike. It's 2-1. The Reds, three runs on eight hits. The Yankees, one run on four. Red RBIs by George Foster, Dave Concepcion, and Ken Griffey. Greg Nettles drove in the Yankee run. Canelo now wants to make Norman wait a while. Flips an imaginary bug out of his eye. Now he gets back in. Here's a wind, and a 2-1 pitch to Pinella. Swung on and fouled straight back. It's two balls and two strikes. Lou Pinella from down in Tampa, Florida. He's been with a few clubs, Baltimore, Cleveland, Kansas City. Always a quality hitter. Lifetime batting average of 286. Here's a 2-2 pitch to her. Swung on, popped straight back again, out of play. And the count remains 2-2. Two two. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is the CBS Radio Network. Get to work and back with computer traffic control on News Radio 78, WGBS Chicago. Now two and two on Panella, leading off against Fred Norman and the Reds in the sixth inning. Reds have a three to one lead. Here's the wind and the pitch. Swung on. Panella leading off against Fred Norman and the Reds in the sixth inning. Reds have a three to one lead. 
Here's a wind and the pitch. Swung on, hit slowly toward shortstop, and throw in the left field base hit. And Fanella now will hold it first base. A very odd base hit when he threw his ball at a screwball, just got a piece of it, got between Rose and Concepcion. Concepcion just missed the backhanded snap, went on the left field for a base hit. You were following the ball through the left side of the infield, and I was following the bat right up the right field line. It almost got the first base as fast as the runner did. It was just six feet behind him when he got the first. And that shows you how fast this carpet is here. Pinella didn't get anything at all on the ball, but it got through the left side of the infield. Mm -hmm. So Lou is on at first base, and once again, Tony Perez will play behind with the batter, Chris Chambliss. Chambliss has fly to center field and single to left center. One for two. And once again, we're going to get some action in the red bullpen. As Chambliss takes outside a ball. Manny Sarmiento and Jack Billingham get up again, both right-handers. It's about the third time this ball game they've been up. Both bullpens have been busy. As Norman now calls time, he wants to tie a shoelace. Ellie Howard over talking to Pinella at first base. Reds three, Yankees one. Sixth inning. The count of ball and no strikes on Chris Chambliss. On deck is Greg Nettles. Now Norman gets a sign and sets. And the pitch to Chambliss. Swung on line. Base hit center field just out of reach of Morgan. Manala will go at second base and he'll stay there. So the Yankees get the first two runners on here in the sixth inning. Manala down at second. Chambliss picks up his second base hit of the ball game. He's on at first. And the batter's Greg Nettles, the third baseman. Nettles has fly to left field. And Nettles has single to center driving in a run. The Yankee running the fourth. is on some hot-hitting streak. That's his 25th hit in his last 62 times at bat. And he's three for six here in the series, mm -hmm. including that momentous home run that got the Yanks into the series. It's the biggest hit of his life. Oh, Norman now looking for a sign. Now he sets. Checks the runners. Pitch to Nettles. High ball. Well, they've already given the sign that Billingham and Sarmiento already. Now Billingham uh, is still throwing, but we've got a left-hander down there throwing. Will McEnany? Yes, Will McEnany. Here's the 1-0. Nettles takes outside. Two balls, no strikes. Now Fred Norman running into a bit of control trouble in the sixth inning. Norman so far has walked to, and he struck out Elliot Maddox twice as he sets. The 2-0 to Nettles. On the inside corner, called strike, it's 2-1. Red set their infield, looking for two. The outfield more or less straight away as Norman now blows on his hands and goes back behind the mound. Now he says something to Davey Concepcion, his shortstop. Now he gets back up top. Yankees don't have much speed on the bases. Pinella at second. Chambliss at first. They take their leads. Here's a 2-1 pitch to Nettles. Swung on. Popped up right side. Going back is Perez, the first baseman in foul territory. Morgan's over there, too. And Morgan makes a catch. Joe Morgan. 
Bring it over with Tony Perez, and he just got up under Perez and caught that ball. He took charge. <laughs> the little guy said to the big guy, but you, what are you doing here? You know I'm the all-around MVP. I can do it. And he, yep, he took it right off the top of his head. Just let the sure man take it. <laughs> so Nettles fouls out to Joe Morgan. Just next to the stands in foul territory. Down the right field line. Runners stay at first and second. And here's Elliot Maddox. And Norman has handled Maddox easily so far. He struck him out both times he's faced him. Looked like he got him with screwballs both times. Now the little lefty sets. And the pitch to Maddox. Screwballs a strike. Reds lead 3-1. Yankees threatening top of the sixth. deck is Willie Randolph. Norman is ready. And the one strike pitch. Swung on, loop foul, right side. That'll be about four rows back. And it snowballs and two strikes on Maddox. Well, Norman has gotten out ahead of Maddox both times he's faced him. And that allows him to nibble a bit with that screwball or try to jam him with the slider. is a very deliberate worker. Catfish Hunter, on the other hand, when he's on, likes to work fast. Now we're ready. The 0-2 pitch. High. One ball, two strikes. Now Norman decides to take a little walk and blow on the fingers again. A little nippy out there. We've got a freeze warning down here in Cincinnati. 46 and low in the upper 20s. The 1 2. Swung on line. One offer to Concepcion. The Morgan for one. Back to first double play. Pretty short one offer to Concepcion. And the Reds turn a 6 to 4 3 double play to get out of the inning. No runs on two hits. A man left. Bottom of the six coming up. Red 3. Yankees 1. Successful businessman, wonderful family, nice home, no crabgrass. But I had to work for it all. I never actually won anything until I played budget rent-a-cars. I can't wait to win sweepstakes. Then it happened. I won, and you can too. Because every licensed driver was one of five different prices. Two first prices of a brand new Chevrolet Caprice, all the way to terrific-looking T-shirt iron up. National magazines. And right now at participating budget locations, you can rent a Chevrolet Caprice or similar car for only $14.95 a day, 16 cents a mile plus gas. Be an instant winner at Budget Rent a Car. Back at Riverfront Stadium, and we've just seen an exhibition for Freddie Norman. He had it when he had to have it, especially where it concerns Elliot Maddox getting into ground into a double play with two men on. For the evening, it's been uh, kind of a one on Elliott. He's struck out twice and then hit into a double play. Has come up with five men on has been unable to deliver. But that's the way it goes. Some nights you have it and some nights you don't. He was unable to get down the first base and under any circumstances hobbled by that brace that he wears and it was an easy double play. Now the catfish who uh, 
put the Reds down one, two, three for the first time this evening, and the last in comes in. And Bill White, what's he going to do? Well, he's uh, hasn't been a bat officially yet against Catfish, and he fouls the first pitch off. He's walked both times against Catfish. It'll be Geronimo, Concepcion, then Pete Rose for the Reds. They're in the bottom of the sixth. They lead three to one. The 0-1. Fastball is low. One ball, one strike. Hunter winds and the 1-1 pitch. Change up is low. Two balls and a strike. Well, the Reds scored their three runs in the bottom of the second against Catfish Hunter. The Yankees picked up their one run in the top of the fourth. As a 2-1 pitch comes to Geronimo. Fouled off left side, not a play. Two balls, two strikes. Walkton scored in the second. Walkton was left stranded in the third. As a 2-2 pitch comes on. High. Three balls. Two strikes. Cesar batted 308 in the regular season. Of course, his strong port has always been his fielding. And the hallmark is the way he lopes after that ball. They are pitch. Swung on. Popped up left side. Nettles backing up, Stanley joining him over there, and uh, Nettles, the third baseman, makes a catch as Stanley backs off. There's one away. That'll bring on Dave Concepcion, the shortstop, who singled in a run in the second inning and struck out in the third. That base struck him out with the bases loaded in that third inning. Hunter settling down a bit now. the first pitch to Concepcion. Fastball, it's a call strike. Davey faked the button, took it, and he turns around and looks at Lou DeMuro. Here's the 0-1 pitch. Swung on and missed. No balls, two strikes. Concepcion trying to go to the right side. He just got a piece of it, Munson held it. So it's 0-2. Ten times in the series so far has two base hits. The 0-2 pitch. Pump foul straight back out of play. Munson will run out of room. The count remains. No balls and two strikes on Dave Concepcion. Hunter gets new baseball as he looks in for a sign for Munson. He rocks. Kicks, deals a two-strike pitch. Line right field after his vanilla still going. He's there now, and he's got it. Oh, there are two outs. And with nobody on base, the batter is Pete Rose. And Rose gets a hand as he steps up. He's over two so far, and in the series, he's over four. He's flying to white left field twice. Once very hard to white left field, and he's also walked. first pitch to Rose. Swings on it and fouls it straight back. Bill, you probably have discovered, too, that this is a Pete Rose town. Oh, he leave born here. Born here, lives here. Owns the town. Well, they've come to love him, whether he was born here or not, and I can see why. One strike pitch. Change up is outside of all the strike. Well, anybody would love a Pete Rose, except possibly the New York Red <laughs> I don't think Ken Harrelson likes him too well. Buddy Harrelson. I don't think Buddy likes him too well. The 1-1's one, a curveball that finds the outside corner. It's 2-1. and one. 
He's an aggressive player, but in no sense is he a mean player, one who would take advantage of you unfairly. Well, you have to talk to Ray Fossey, too. I don't think Ray Fossey would like Well, Fossey happened to be standing in the way. You mean the dance director? <laughs> Here's the one-two to Rose. Outside, two balls, two strikes. Yes, I agree. I, I thought uh, him running into Fossey that way was, was a little... Uh, well, I'm glad I wasn't there. Here's the two-two. Outside, ball three. Well, you got to play the game hard, whether it's an exhibition game, a World Series, all-star game. That's the way Rose plays it. That's why he's where he is. The one thing about Pete, I was about to say I would worry about him, but who am I to worry about Pete? The one thing about him I won't say right now. 3-2 pitches fouled back. You've said no. It's just that he is so 100% in what he's doing and playing baseball, he can hardly wait for spring training to start the minute the World Series is over, or at that approach to baseball. What is Pete going to do in one, two, or three years when He'll he can't still be playing. anymore? He'll still be playing. 3-2 <laughs> pitch. Swung on and fouled off left side. No, Bill, you know as well as most, when it, as it does to all men, uh, it comes to the broadcast booth. <laughs> Well, he probably he could do that. You know, Joe Nuxall works down here for the Reds. They are pitches. Swung on and missed. Rose went after a bad pitch. You got a piece of it, Munson Hill. Three up, three down for the second time in a row. And at the end of six here in Cincinnati, the Reds lead the Yankees three to one. Some people go to extremes to tell you how good their shock absorbers are. After thousands of miles of driving on the back roads of Morocco, our new shock absorbers still hold up. <laughs> Tina the Elephant has been standing on our new shocks for three days. Our new chromium-plated shock absorbers are encased in a magnetically sealed aluminum cylinder, then heated to a temperature of 10,000 degrees. At Midas, we tell you how good our new lifeguard shock absorbers are with a piece of paper. It's called a guarantee. It says if anything goes wrong with our new Midas lifeguard shocks, we'll replace them free for as long as you own your American or foreign car or light truck. There are 228 different lifeguard shocks. One of them is right for the car you drive, the way you drive. The new lifeguard shock absorber from Midas. Whether you drive through the Baja or the back roads of Morocco, when it comes to what's under your car, at Midas we're specialists. We have to do a better job. You remember that scene in the Broadway smash play, Damn Yankees, where they had a production member with a dark on the stage and that great dancer came out and danced and sang Steam Heat? But we could use him right now. What's the temperature now, Ed? 41. Just right for playing baseball. Yes, of course. I remember uh, they tell a story on Ernie Banks that they were playing down in the old park at Houston, Gold Stadium. It was about 120 degrees out there. It was not uncovered. I mean, it wasn't covered at that time. Yeah. Everybody was complaining, and Leo DeRosha said, the first next guy here complain, I'm going to find him $500. So Banks comes over after tripling and scoring, and he's sweating, and he wipes his brow, and he says, boy, it's hot out there. And he looked up and saw DeRosha, and he said, just like I like it. <laughs> <laughs> no money in the banks. Here's Willie, here's Willie Randolph. <laughs> and Willie takes the strike. We're in the seventh inning. The Reds lead three to one. Randolph is over two against Fred Norman. He's flying to center field, bounced to short. Rose looking long, and he's in close at third base. Curveball on the outside corner. Two strikes on Randolph. Now Pete will back up at third. 
That's some transition for Rose. Came up as a second baseman, went to the outfield. Now he's over at third base. Here's a two-strike pitch. Swung on into center field. It's going to fall base hit in front of Geronimo. And Willie Randolph got an 0-2 pitch and single to center. Oh, he's on at first base. That's the uh, seventh base hit for the Yankees. And they've all been singles. Well, Randolph on at first base. That'll bring on Fred Stanley. Reds lead 3-1, to one, seventh inning. Stanley has walked, popped to short. I understand that Rose has been an all-star second baseman, outfielder, and a third baseman. As Stanley takes high. Where's Mike Smith with the Phillies? Test some of that. This Cincinnati Red team has practically owned the most valuable player award in the last five years with uh, Rose and Morgan and Bench. I think it's three out of the last five. Here's the 1-0 to Stanley. And it's low. Two balls, no strikes. Now Billingham's up again, and McEnany's up again. A left-hander and a right-hander. McEnany the right-hander, and Billingham checked that the other way around. McEnany the left-hander. Billingham the big, tall right-hander getting loose. As Norman sets. And backs off. Randolph's a good base dealer. He stole 37 bases during the year for the Yankees. He's got a big lead there at first. Perez holding him. Norman sets, and he'll go to first base, and Randolph gets back easily. Don Norman does a little rub job on that baseball. Now he sets. And the pitch is Stanley. In there, called strike, it's two and one. base running by the Yankees got them their, their run in the inning that they were able to put those hits together in the fourth inning. The pitch swung on, hit foul right side. That'll be out of play. And the count's two balls and two strikes on Brad Stanley. Aggressive base running by the Reds has been 50-50 tonight. In the first inning, uh, Joe Morgan went down, but the Reds were unable to catch him. In the inning that they scored all their runs in the second inning, George Foster drove a run in and then immediately set off for second. He was cut down, and that cost the Reds a run because the batters in back of them really started a tattoo. So it's been comes he comes ah in pressure baseball tonight. And the Reds have a 3-1 to one lead here in the seventh inning with Randolph off first base, nobody out. Here's a 2-2. Inside ball, three. Three balls, two strikes on Brad Stanley. On deck is Mickey Rivers. Now Fred backs off, looks at his third base coach, Dick Hauser. He wants to find out if Randolph is going to start towards second base on this 3-2 pitch. Norman taking a lot more time now. Finally gets up on the rubber. Gets a sign from Pitch. And sets. And the pitch runner going. Swung on line. Base hit down the left field line. Randolph around second base. He's going to be waved in. He'll score and digging in the second base is Brett Stanley. And the Reds lead now has been cut to just one run. Brett Stanley doubling, doubling in the Yankees' second run of the ball game. And the Reds lead it 3-2. to two. And you can feel and hear the apprehension in the stands here at Riverfront Stadium. And it recalls many years ago, Tony Anthony, a very classy light heavyweight, 
was hitting his opponent in the first four or five rounds with everything he had. Finally, in the fifth round, his opponent started to wobble, and he went down. And you could see Tony Anthony, his spirits just come out. He had won by a knockout, and he came over to us, and the explanation was, I said, Tony, what's the matter? And he said, I hit him, I hit him, I hit him. If he didn't go down with, it was going to be a very long evening. That may be true for the Cincinnati Reds here tonight, the way they've been hitting the ball, but not putting the Yankees away. They've had him on the ropes, but couldn't put him away. You're right. Here's Rivers. Mickey swings, and he doesn't get a little fastball. No balls in one strike. Fred Stanley down at second base. Nobody out. The Reds have their infield shortened up there looking for a bunt, but Rivers swung at the first pitch. Reds lead 3-2. Yankees threatening seventh inning. Hits are all even at eight apiece. McEnany and Billingham still warming up. Here's a set and the pitch. Swung on it in the air to center field. Right there, though, is Geronimo. He's got it. And Stanley stays at second base. One away. And so far, the Reds have really done an excellent job pitching to Mickey Rivers. He's 0 for 8. So with one out, one on, the batter Roy White. He's popped twice to second baseman Joe Morgan, and he's also walked. So White's over two. Now time is called. Bench wants to talk to Fred Norman. That's right. That play Geronimo made with his head rather than with his fleet of foot. He was right there. He had the Rivers moves figured out, whether it's the bench or not. It's an old walkie-talkie thing. Part of the defense is anticipating and knowing that they must have excellent scouting reports. Both these teams got at each other quite a bit going down the stretch. Of course, they had to divide their attention between the Yankees and the Kansas City Royals. Everybody concentrated, of course, on the Reds because they had uh, they had theirs made. Now the base hit here, and we've got a tie ball game. Although the conference on the mound is broken up as Stanley moves off second with one out. Reds lead 3-2 in the top of the seventh, and here's the first pitch to White. And he backs off a pitch inside, a ball and no strikes. White's been up 17 times. He has five base hits. That was in the American League Championship Series. He takes a strike on the outside corner. It's one and one. So far in this series, he's one for six. Switch hitter, he's in right-handed against Norman. Now the set. And the 1-1 pitch. Screwball is low. Two balls and a strike, and Norman really wanted that. Sort of took a little hop when Lou De uh, DeMiro called that ball down low as a ball. Well, they count two balls and a strike on Roy White. On deck is Thurman Mutz. And Billingham and McEnany have pitched the game uh, down in right field. Here's a 2-1. Swung on, hit foul right side, not a play. Two balls, two strikes. Oh, Norman gets a new baseball. Bill, last night it was, yesterday afternoon rather, it was kind of a lackadaisical ball game with the Reds just going around their business and winning the ball game. But this one is beginning to heat up a little. You can feel it in the murmurs through the crowd. Here's a set now, and the 2-2 pitch to White. Swung on, base hit left field. Stanley's going to have to hold at third base. He got a late jump. As the throw comes on the pitch, and White holds it first. 
So Roy White singling uh, through the infield on the left side. Sends Stanley to third base. He's on at first. Only one out. And the Yankees' best hitter up with Elliott. Yeah, I don't know why, but Fred Stanley stopped in mid-flight between second and third. As the ball was going by him, maybe he was afraid it was going to hit him. But that hesitation and that stop cost him the momentum that conceivably would uh, have brought him home. But it's met on first and third now, as you've just reported. One out. And Sparky Anderson is out for a conversation with Fred Norman. So is Joe Morgan there, Johnny Bench. In fact, everybody but Tony Perez is around the line. Now, a brief update from CBS News in New York. CBS News. I'm Mike Stanley reporting on the CBS Radio Network. A relatively quiet day on the campaign trail with President Ford and Jimmy Carter taking a breather while their running mates stumped for votes in the Midwest. Most clinics giving swine flu shots will be back in operation tomorrow as health officials say public confidence in the program is being restored. China conducted an underground nuclear test today. Officials termed it a success. Progress is reported in Saudi Arabia where an Arab mini-summit aimed at ending Lebanon's civil war is underway. Black nationalist leaders from Rhodesia will hold a summit of their own in advance of a British-sponsored conference on Rhodesia scheduled for later this month. Hope is fading for the lives of 37 crewmen of a Panamanian cargo ship missing and presumed sunk in the Bermuda Triangle. Pope Paul has conferred sainthood on John Ogilvy, a Scottish Jesuit who 360 years ago was hanged after maintaining the supremacy of the Pope. Mike Stanley, CBS News, New York. So the new pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds, as soon as he gets through warming up, that's a euphemism in this cold night here in Riverfront in Cincinnati, is Jack Billingham, 12 and 10 on the year, earn run average on the year 4.32, a comparative disappointment in the latter part of the year, and the presumed replacement for Don Billingham, should this series go to five games, it has been assumed that he would be the pitcher for the fifth game in New York on Thursday night. Jack is a great big guy, has a crackling curveball, and has been at his best, regardless of how he's done in the regular season. He has been at his best in postseason play, meaning he comes to play when the money's on the line. And uh, he has been very effective in World Series pitching. And he better be right now for the Cincinnati Reds. Men on first and third, they are New York Yankees, and coming to the plate... Their big gun of the past year, Thurman Munson, Bill White. And when Ellen, you're talking about John Billingham, he's been in two World Series, and he's given up just one earned run in 23 innings. So he's in now with runners at first and third, only one out. Reds leading 3-2 in the seventh inning. Now the big fella sets, and the first pitch to Munson. Fastball bounced over the mound slowly. Morgan has it. His throw on the second base, the only plays has, as Stanley scores from third base, and we've got a tie ball game. A slow bounce to the second base. Stanley scored easily. Morgan, his only play was at second base, and he made it there. They got the force on White. We've got a tie ball game. The put out on White was four to six. Stanley scored, so Munson gets a run battered in. He's on at first base, and the batter is Lou Pinella. Pinella has two hits in the ball game, both singles, and he's also flying to left field. He's two for three. Yankees scratching for runs here in the seventh inning. Pitch to Pinella. Hit back up the middle. It's uh, Billingham. Morgan bobbles it. Now he touches up at second base. And they get the force there on Munson. And I'm sure they're going to have to give Billingham an assist on that. He was throwing it out of the way of the ball and hit him. So 
the Yankees scored twice in the seventh inning on three base hits to leave a man on base. Bottom of the seventh coming up to score. The Yankees three, the Cincinnati Reds three. World Series time means cold weather and time to start piling up that firewood. It's an easy job with a Remington gas or electric chainsaw. Lightweight, powerful, and available in assorted sizes, they'll do just about any cutting job. So after the game, drop by your nearest Remington dealer and ask him to show you one of the many value-packed Remington chainsaws. A Mighty Mike gasoline starting at $104.95 or the popular Lehman Trim Electric for as low as $29.95. Cutting wood? Think about Remington, the chainsaw in a class by itself. Everybody everywhere, the game is all tied up here in Cincinnati at Riverfront. A very cold and now a little on the cool side, both in the stands and in the temperature. The Yankees have tied it up in the top of the seventh. Three to three is the score. The Yanks now have nine hits to the Reds' eight. Jack Billingham came in to replace Fred Norman. Did his job, got the two Yankee hitters to hit the ball in the ground. One, however, had just enough legs to allow Fred Stanley to score from third. So the game now rests between Catfish Hunter and Jack Billingham. And as we check Catfish's record, he has set the Reds down in order. In the last two innings, the last man to get on was Joe Morgan with a triple. The Catfish, who was really faltering on the ropes in the second and third innings, has managed to struggle through. And in the fourth inning, with just that one hit in the fifth in order and in the sixth in order. But... How can you say the meat of the Cincinnati Reds order is coming up? You just close your eyes and tap in. The meat is wherever you start. In this particular inning, as the Red crowd comes to its feet, it's Griffey, Morgan, and Perez. They want the lead back. All right, Wynn Hunter has retired ten out of the last 11. And as you mentioned, he's retired the last seven in a row. And as Ken Griffey steps in. Griffey is over two. He has driven in a run with a sacrifice spot. Slide to left, slide to center. Left-handed batter. Here's Hunter's first pitch. Hit in the air, shallow center. Right there is Mickey Rivers coming in a few steps now, waiting. And he's got it. One away. Oh, with one out, nobody on. The batter is Joe Morgan, the second baseman. Morgan is two for three in this ballgame. And uh, three for seven in the series. He single to center back in the first, old second base. Fouled out to Munson in the second inning. And triple to center field in the fourth. Little Joe. Here's the first pitch to Morgan. He fakes a bunt, takes outside. Ball one. On deck is Tony Perez. Yankees three, Reds three, playing the bottom half of the seventh inning. One out, nobody on for the Cincinnati Reds. The next pitch, Morgan pops it foul over near the Yankee dugout. Over there's Munson. And he reaches in. He's got it. Munson in the photographer's section just next to the Yankee dugout on the third base side makes an excellent play. He took that right out of somebody's lens. If the guy had his camera going, you're going to see the greatest picture ever snapped. How about that? Uh, excellent play by Munson. And they're two outs. You're seeing... A couple of pretty good catchers here tonight, uh, Wood Elliott, and Munson and Johnny Bench. Tony Perez has popped up, single or right fly to center. He's one for three. Right-handed batter. First pitch is popped foul out of play right side. Red scored all three of their runs in the bottom half of the second inning. Yankees fought back with one in the fourth and added two more at the top of the seventh, so we've got a 3-3 tie. The one-strike pitch. Swung on and missed. 
No balls and two strikes on Perez. He had the feeling when that the Reds might have let the cat slip off the hook. Here's a two-strike pitch. Just missed outside. A ball and two strikes. You mentioned earlier they had cat on the hook the first two or three innings. But he's got tough. 12 out of his last 13 and nine in a row. And the one-two pitch to Perez. Swung on, popped up right side, foul territory. Champ was coming on, Munson over, and it's too far back in. Munson runs out of room. The count remains. A ball and two strikes on Tony Perez. Hey, Bill, I don't know who it is, but he's sitting with the commissioner just three seats away. Do you know who he is down there? He's got the ball. He probably owns a baseball team, and he's jumping up and down like the end of the world has come because he got a foul ball. Uh, it looks like Fred flying. Who's been uh, with the National League office for quite a while. I think he's retired now. The one-two pitch popped up right side. Going back is Randolph. Calling for the ball. The second baseman's there. And he's got it and the is retired. Well, that's ten in a row for Catfish Hunter. And at the end of seven here at Riverfront Stadium, the score is tied. The Yankees three, the Cincinnati Reds three. Until now, a do-it-yourselfer needed a vice to hold his work, a workbench to hold a vice, and the space to fit the workbench. Hi, Pat Summerall to tell you that True Value Hardware Stores can help you change all that with the Black & Decker Workmate. It's a portable all-purpose workbench, vice, and more. It adjusts to hold wedge-shaped objects, pipe, even irregular and bulky items like bicycles for repair. Yet it weighs just 32 pounds and folds to the size of a collapsed lawn chair so you can take the workbench to the work. See the Workmate portable all-purpose workbench at True Value Hardware Stores. And while you're there, check out their selection of Black & Decker power tools, like the 3-8-inch power drill. It drills through 3-8-inch steel or 3-quarter-inch hardwood. It's double insulated for electrical safety, and it's just $9.88. Black & Decker tools are just some of the values at participating True Value hardware stores. True Value, it's more than just a name. It's their way of doing business. Fish Hunter has got his control back. That, that, that's uh, the hallmark as I see it right now. He hasn't walked anybody since the third inning. If you're a Yankee rooter, that's just great to know that he's being able to pinpoint those pitches. But if you're a Cincinnati Red rooter, keep in mind that the catfish, when he has his control, is always around the plate. And if you get close enough to the plate here in Riverfront Stadium, at any minute, in any spot in the lineup, it can be goodbye, baby. I think one thing, uh, one Elliot, is that Catfish has made an adjustment to that mound. I think he made the adjustment as the game went on, and uh, he started finding out just where to step to get uh, the proper height on his baseball, probably around the fourth or fifth inning. Mm -hmm. You're probably right, Bill, because there's no question that uh, he's got his control back on when uh, the cat can put the ball where he wants to. There's no better pitcher. So Chris Chambliss lead off against Billingham here in the eighth inning, and Billingham's first pitch is outside. Fred Norman's record is complete now. He won six in the third, gave up three runs on nine hits. Lefty struck out two, and he walked two. Billingham's next pitch is a fastball knee high on the outside corner. It's one and one. Chambliss is two for three in the ballgame, and three for six in the series. Curveball on the outside corner. One and two. It'll be Chambliss, Nettles, and Maddox, or possibly a pinch hitter for Maddox, in the eighth inning. Fastball is fouled straight back by Chambliss. The count remains a ball and two strikes. 
Chris had a good year for the Yankees. Batted a .293, hit 17 home runs, and drove in 96 runs. As the 1-2 pitch comes on, breaking ball in the dirt, scooped up by Bench. Two balls, two strikes. Yankees three, Reds three, playing the eighth inning. Billingham winds, kicks and deals a 2-2 pitch. Low and in the dirt, three balls, two strikes. Raleigh Eastwick, a right-hander, getting loose for the Reds. They spread out well in the outfield for Chambliss. He hits the ball to all fields. And the payoff pitch. Swung on it on the ground a second. Morgan digs it out. Takes his time. Flips on the Perez. And there's one away. The ebb and flow of this game. Every time Billingham would miss the plate, you'd hear, and now with the ball safely pocketed by Morgan and the throw, you hear, yay. This is, this is what baseball is all about. The ups and downs, the ins and outs. Who knows what's going to happen next. Well, here's another fella, Greg Nettles, who is one for three in this ball game. And one for six overall in the series. First pitch to the left-handed batter is low, ball one. Billingham trying to keep the ball down on the Yankees. He's a big fella, 6-4, and he rocks. Kicks and deals a 1-0 pitch. Low again, two balls, no strikes. One out, nobody on here in the eighth. Yankees, the Reds all tied up at three apiece. We're at that part of the game where every pitch, every move, can be the ball game. Nettles now adjusts his protective covering on his right ankle. Fouls a lot of pitches down off that ankle. Here's Billingham's 2-0 pitch to Nettles. Swung on and fouled back. 2-1. Nettles led the American League in home runs this year at 32. He led the uh, American League in batting his own ankle in the playoffs, too, twice in a row. Remember when Ted Williams, Ted had a special protective covering made for his uh, forward foot there. This was plastic. I think Nettles might be spun. Mm-hmm. Here's a 2-1. High and away. Three balls and a strike on Nettles. But first pitch, Billingham got up that high. Eastwick continues to get loose in the red bullpen. Here's a 3-1 pitch. On the outside corner, three balls, two strikes. Nettle started the first base, but Lou DeVero called him back. And the count is full, three and two. All right. And we've got a pitch hitter scheduled to hit next, Carlos May. He'll bat for Maddox. Here's a payoff pitch to Nettle. Swung on and popped foul straight back and out of play. And the count remains, three balls, two strikes. Billingham gets a new ball. Except going out behind second base. Morgan. Deep. The pitch. Bounce to first base foul. Perez grabs it. He lets the first base umpire Billy Williams look at it. And it's all right. That ball, when it went over first base, Bill, from our point of view here, you couldn't tell our perception whether it was in or outside the line. The umpire right on the line had to make his decision. Uh, Billy's from Belmar, New Jersey. National League umpire. Here's the payoff pitch again. Swung on and fouled back by Nettles. The count still three balls, two strikes. 
Demuro of the American League behind the plate. Billy Williams nationally umpired first. Bill Deegan of the American League at second, and Bruce Froding of the National League at third. Dave Phillips of the American League got in left field, and Lee Wire, who was behind the plate yesterday, a nationally umpire, 16 years, is out in right field. Playing when Wire broke in as a rookie. Here's a 3-2 pitch. Swung on, bounce foul, first base side, out of play. Still three balls and two strikes on Nettles. Now Concepcion moves out into shallow center field out behind second. Here's a wind and a pitch. Swung on, pulled foul outside of first again. And Lee Wire, the right field umpire, makes a play. So it's still three balls and two strikes on Nettles. Now Greg calls time. You know, he's not, just not spoiling the good ones. He's taken a full cut of those last four or five fouls in a row. And you, you pointed out that Concepcion is playing a short center field just a step or two to the left of second base. And Nettles just went over when Elliott and got the hot water bag. He's been up there quite a while. His hands have gotten cold. Really? <laughs> he went over and got the hot water bag, rubbed it between his hands. Now he, he gets back in. They've got a stove going over there of some sort in the uh, Yankee dugout. I saw them uh, getting it ready before the game. They're going to burn that dugout down. We saw a lot of flame before yeah. the game. Yeah. Oh, Billingham now back up top. Now he backs off. He wants to blow on his fingers. I always wondered what's the difference in loading the ball up behind the mound or on the mound. 3-2 pitch. Line. Bait. Some outstanding fielding so far in this series. Big Tony. Well, they fought a long time, Billingham and Nettles. Nettles got a good piece of that ball, lined it down the right side, and Perez uh, leaped up in the air and made the catch. So there are two outs now, nobody on score. Still tied 3 3 here in the eighth inning. And here's Carlos May batting for Elliott Maddox. Tony's used to handling the hot shots, though, Bill. Remember, he used to be the Reds' third baseman. Yes. Carlos May in for Maddox. Here's the first pitch to Carlos. And he takes strike on the outside corner. Here's a wind and the one strike pitch. Curveball. Misses outside. It's one and one. You know it's a play when you heard the description when Bill was trying to follow the flight of that ball and he said, and there goes a bump. <laughs> and he took the bump right at Tony, got the big glove up just. There goes a bump. <laughs> and he took the bump right at Tony, got the big glove up just in time. Demiro looked at that baseball. It's all right. He gives it back to Billingham. Here's a 1-1 pitch to May. Misses outside. Two balls and a strike. Will McEnany, a left-hander, gets up and starts throwing again, along with Raleigh Eastwick. Reds keep their bullpen going. Here's a 2-1. 
swung on, bounce foul, back to the screen. Two balls, two strikes on May. Those two young pitchers out there, Eastwick and McEnany, were the two I thought of the relief corps that made the Reds last year, brought them to maturity. As they, they were the real stoppers. Eastwick's had another good year. The left-hander, McEnany, has not been as effective this year. Here's a 2-2 two -two to May. He checks the swing, and he takes outside. Now they check with the third-base umpire, Ruth Froming. And Froming says no. Carlos May did not go too far, so we've got a full count. Three balls and two strikes. Tell you, Carlos took way up on the bat. He doesn't give you... He gets that wood on the ball. He's going to hit it hard someplace. He's uh, probably one of the most deliberate hitters in the league. Takes a lot of pitches. Waits on his pitch. Here's a 3-2 pitch. Swung on, chopped the first base, grabbed by Perez. He falls down. Now he flips to Billingham, covering. And they've got Carlos May with the third out here in the eighth inning. Three up, three down. Bottom of the eighth coming up. Scores time. Yankees three, the Cincinnati Reds three. Well, you come in to get a new muffler. The last thing you want to get is a surprise with a final bill. So Midas presents the price pool that sticks. It's our Midas free-written estimate, and it's one of a kind. Before we ever lift a wrench, we show you on paper exactly what parts you'll need and exactly what it will cost. And the finished job will never cost you one penny more. At Midas, we haven't just been building business for 20 years. We've been building trust. For mufflers or shocks, come to Midas. We're specialists. We have to do a better job. The old police, Suzu. It just might be the little car you're looking for. It's a little car with room. Everybody comfy back there? Certainly mm -hmm. are. It's a little car with lots of features. Does it have rack and pinion steering? Yes. Reclining bucket seats? Yes. Tinted glass and a four-speed? Yes. Full basement? Uh, no. <laughs> Too bad. Yet the Opaly Suzu doesn't cost a lot of money. You can take the rest of the money back to the bank, Emma. You brought too much. Ah, Opaly Suzu. See it soon at your Buick Opal dealers. The World Series switches to Yankee Stadium for game number three on Tuesday night. Airtime 8.15 Eastern Daylight Time right here on this CBS station. And the action down on the field switches to the last half of the eighth inning with the Reds coming to bat. The score tied 3-3. Dan Greeson, George Foster, and John Bench in that order. And you're going to hear this Cincinnati crowd come with it and to it on every single pitch because every single pitch can be this ball game. And each one of these batters can knock it out of the park on any given pitch. This is the kind of stuff that baseball is made of. Can you hear them come to it? All right. Rip that armchair. Well, this guy can turn a game around. Dad Grease, an excellent hitter. Double off the wall in center field, scored in the second. Yeah. Got an infield hit in the third. And flies the left field in the fifth. So he's two for three. He's a DH. What you call him? Oh, the DH. <laughs> And Hunter's fastball is high. We call him the DH over there. Of course, National League fans, don't, a lot of them don't want to use a designated hitter. And he's two out of seven. Pops this one foul straight back and out of play. A ball and a strike on Andres. And you're going to start hearing the rhythmic clap from this Cincinnati crowd or anything. This is the kind of a game when I'm home in the living room and I'm involved with one team or the other. I almost find it impossible to stay in the room. Hunter now with a new baseball, looks at it, Munson for a sign. Now he rocks, and the 1-1 pitch. Swung on, hit deep to center field. River's going back, and he has room now. 
He waits, and he's got it. And there's one away. We're talking about the action switching to uh, New York on Tuesday night when Elliott, and it will be Pat Zachary against Doc Ellis in game three. The scheduled pitchers for game four, which will also be at Yankee Stadium, will be Ed Figueroa for the Yankees and Gary Nolan for the Cincinnati Reds. Here's George Foster, the left fielder, who singled in a run in the second, struck out in the third, bounced to third in the fifth. A right-handed batter. That is now a retired 11 in a row. Last base runner. Joe Morgan, who tripled in the fourth inning. Here's the first pitch to Foster. He takes a strike. On deck is Johnny Bench. You probably heard in the background 54,815 are here tonight, most of whom are holding their breaths as Catfish Hunter is facing the guy who's programmed himself into being the MVP this year, Mr. George Foster. There's a one-strike pitch to him, and it's outside, a ball in the strike. One out, nobody on, eighth inning. Yankees three, the Cincinnati Reds three. Yankees have three runs on nine hits, the Reds three runs on eight. Neither team's made an error so far. Here's the one-one pitch. Swung on and fouled back. A ball and two strikes on Foster. The electronic scoreboard here at Riverfront over center field is, is calling for a rhythmic clapping of hands. They're doing it by picturing hands coming together and clapping. Half the crowd is doing it and half aren't. I'm just keeping warm. It's a good way to keep warm. Hunter now taking a lot of time. Very deliberate. Here's a one-two to Foster. Swung on and missed. Foster goes down swinging. Second time he's gone down swinging in this ball game. Two outs. That'll bring on Johnny Bench, who was doubled and scored, fly to left field and struck out. Fifth strikeout for Catfish Hunter. He got Rose once. Foster twice. Bench once. Dave Concepcion once. Bench one for three. And three for six in the series. Breaking ball is outside. And the last 12 in a row. Now Raleigh Eastwick gets up, and he starts throwing again. The 1-0 pitch. Breaking ball. Line, base set, left field. Quite a play back in the second bench space, and Bench will hold on to first base. He almost slipped rounding first base, but he gets back easily. So Johnny Bench gets his fourth base into the series. He's two for four tonight, and that'll bring on Cesar Geronimo, the center fielder. Geronimo has walked twice against Catfish Hunter and popped a third, so he's 0 for 1. They straighten up for him in the outfield. White now moving toward the left field line. Chambliss holding on bench at first base. Got it, what, 12 in a row before giving up that base hit to Johnny Bench. Now he's set. And the pitch. Outside of all. is a pretty good base runner. The next pitch. Fastball bounced right back to Hunter. He backs up. Spears and throws on the first base. They've got Geronimo. 
and the side is retired. No runs on a base hit, and a man left on. At the end of eight, the score, the Yankees three, the Cincinnati Reds three. Hello, fans, this is Pee Wee Reese. You know, it's always a thrill to break a sports record. Now, back in 1953, my old team, the Brooklyn Dodgers, got together with the Yankees and broke the World Series record for home runs with 17. But let me tell you about the record breaker of the year, Levi Garrett Chewing Tobacco. Now, there's a name people knew and trusted before baseball was even invented. Well, now, the Levi Garrett people have come out with a fresh new chewing tobacco flavor that lives up to their proud tradition of quality and good taste. And talk about breaking records. People all over this country are making Levi Garrett the fastest-growing brand of loose-leaf chewing tobacco. Just taste that fresh new flavor and you'll know why. Look for Levi Garrett in the gold pouch with the picture of the original factory building on it. Fresh new flavor from a name you can trust. You know it's got to taste good. It's got the Levi Garrett name. Levi Garrett Chewing Tobacco. You're not able to come to see the World Series in person? Well, you've got a chance to see it on 16mm film with all the behind-the-scenes drama and exciting sounds in baseball films such as 50 Years of Baseball Memories, Roberto Clemente, A Touch of Royalty, and Past World Series. All-Star Games are all available for a nominal rental fee. Baseball films are perfect for group showings of all kinds. So for more information about the films, why don't you write Major League Baseball Film Division, 41 East 42nd Street, New York, New York, 10017. The preceding has been brought to you on behalf of Major League Baseball, and that's what's being played down here in Riverfront Stadium tonight. As we go into the top of the ninth inning, the score couldn't be any closer. Three to three, Bill. All right, winning Willie Randolph. Will lead off against Jack Billingham. Randolph is one for three with a run score. And he takes a strike on the outside corner. Red scored all three of their runs in the second. Yankees picked up one the top of the fourth, picked up two more the tied up in the seventh. Curveball, bounce slowly, foul outside third. No balls, two strikes on Randolph. In that the red second, Dreesen double. Foster drove him in with a single to center. Then he got cut down trying to steal. Johnny Bench doubled to left center. Geronimo walked. Concepcion got a run in with a single. And Griffey a run in with a sacrifice fly. Curve ball is in the dirt. Blocked nicely by Bench. And it's one and two. Yankees got a run back in the top of the fourth when Munson got an infield hit. Chambliss single to left center. Nettle single to center field driving in the run. They added two more in the seventh. A single by Randolph, a double by Stanley driving in Randolph. As Billingham misses outside, two and two. Then after White single to left field, Munson hit a bouncer to uh, Joe Morgan at second base, and that scored Fred Stanley from third. The pitch is a cold strike on the outside corner. Willie Randolph, Scott Levine. And there's one away. Oh, with one out, nobody on. Here's Brad Stanley, the shortstop. He's walked, popped up, and doubled in a run and scored a run. Stanley bats right-handed. They shift toward right field in the outfield for him, shorten up for him. On deck is Mickey Rivers. Here's Billingham's first pitch to Stanley. And he misses down low. 
Charlie Eastwick and Will McEnany continue to warm up in the Reds' bullpen. Yankee bullpen has been idle now for the last few innings as Catfish Hunter has settled down. Looking ahead for the Reds in the ninth inning, they'll have Concepcion, Rose, and Griffey against Catfish Hunter. Here's the 1-0. Stanley takes it high. Two balls, no strikes. Willingham won a dozen games during the season, lost 10. He only pitched in relief five times during the season. As the 2-0 comes on, and a strike, 2-1. In 177 innings, he walked 62, struck out 76, threw nine wild pitches. The 2-1, hit in the air, popped up second base side, going back to Joe Morgan. He's there, he's got it. Two outs. Here's Mickey Rivers. He's been held endless so far by Cincinnati Red pitching. He was 0 for 4 yesterday, and he's 0 for 4 today. Fly to center field twice, bounce to first, bounce to short. Bill, since uh, Jack come in, he's left nothing. Seven in a row. He's tough. Keeps the ball down. Pitch to Rivers, and it's a strike. Yankees three, Reds three, playing the ninth inning. Two outs, nobody on. And the 0-1 pitch to Rivers. Bounce slowly toward first base, charged by Perez. He's got it, turns around, steps on the back, and the side is retired. Three up and three down for the Yankees. We're going to the Cincinnati Red half of the ninth inning. The score is tied. The Reds three and the Yankees three. They loved you when you bought your little foreign car, but when you brought it back for a new muffler. Hi, Hugo. Yeah. Uh, what is it, please? Uh, looking good. Uh, say, I, I need a uh, a new muffler on my car. A muffler chop? A muffler chop? Here? Look, we got a lot of important work Yeah, here. but I see, uh, Hugo, uh, I bought my car here. He sold you a car? Yeah, if you could just... Uh, uh, maybe we could squeeze you in. I don't know. Let me consult my appointment schedule. There's a possible opening on the fifth. Oh, great. Of January. January? Yeah. Take it or leave it. Well, uh, All right, forget I'll it. take it. Foreign car drivers, you don't have to take it anymore. Now Midas gives foreign cars the same kind of service we've been giving American cars for 20 years. You're usually in and out in 30 minutes because we keep our foreign car parts in stock and don't require an appointment. Foreign car drivers, finally somebody speaks your language. Come to Midas. We're foreign car specialists. We have to do a better job. Pause 10 seconds for station identification on this, the CBS radio network. Complete weather around the clock from Weather Command on News Radio 78, WBDM, Chicago. Next fans, this is magic time. Because all through the year, if their championship club has fought back to make up deficits or situations like this have come through. Equally so, the New York Yankees in Yankee Stadium or wherever they play baseball. That's how they got to be winners of their respective leagues. That's why they are the champions of their league. And this is the stuff that tension and excitement is made of 
as Catfish Hunter faces Concepcion. Bill. And the first pitch went as a breaking ball has popped up in the center field. Coming on Rivers, going back as Randolph, and Rivers is there and makes the catch. Oh, there's one away. Concepcion jumping on the first pitch from Catfish Hunter and flying to Mickey Rivers in center field for the first out here in the ninth inning. Now the batter's beat Rose. Hitless. He's 0 for 3. He's fly to left field twice and struck out. In addition to walking in the second inning. Pete was 0 for 2 yesterday. So he's 0 for 5 in the series. They're motioning Mickey Rivers back. Play a deeper center field, Bill. The pitcher Rose is in there. Called strike. Maybe they've got those walkie-talkies working after all, Win Elliott. Or just their baseball instinct. It was uh, Yogi Baron. How long has he been around? Here's the 0-1. Change up outside. One ball, one strike on Rose. Yanks and the Reds all tied up at three apiece. The hits are also even. They've got nine each. The pitch is low. Two balls and a strike to Rose. On deck is Ken Griffey. Hunter Wines and the 2-1 pitch. Swung on it in the air, left field. White digging toward the line, still going. Now he stops. He's there and he's got it. Roy almost overran that ball, going toward the left field line. He had to back up and make the catch. So there are two outs. Here's Ken Griffey. Griffey on the year for the Cincinnati Reds. Hit a total of six home runs, in case you're thinking about the long ball. He's 0 for 3. Slide to left, slide to center twice. Joe a run with a sacrifice, fly to center field. Here's the first pitch to it. Best ball, it gets the outside corner, a call strike. Hunter working quickly, the 0-1 pitch. Misses, no, it gets the outside corner. No ball, two strikes. Griffey sort of walked up on that pitch and took it like it was outside. But Lou DeMiro got that right hand up, so it's 0-2. Now Hunter with the 0-2 pitch. Outside, bounce Lowy towards short. Charged by Stanley. Off-balance throw. And it gets past. Yeah, she goes into the dugout. And they'll send Griffey on the second base. Well, the Reds get a break here. And we'll see just how it's scored, whether it'll be an error all the way or a base hit it in there. But the winning run now is down at second base with two outs. And the batter's Joe Morgan. And walking slowly out of the Yankee dugout is Billy Martin. I'm sure Martin's out there talking to Hunter and Munson. They're probably thinking about putting Morgan on, which would be the normal thing to do in this situation. And uh, then pitching to the right-handed hitting Tony Perez, who has been a hot hitter so far in this series. Whatever they they decide to do will be right or wrong without any expertise on, the, on my part, because... If you're going to pitch to Morgan, you're in trouble. If you're going to pitch to Perez, you're in trouble. But if you're going to pitch to anybody, the Yankees are lucky they got a pitcher by the name of Catfish Hunter. By the way, Griffey uh, was given an error, or Stanley, the shortstop, was given an error. That's what allowed Griffey to go down to second base. And the Yankees now are going to put Joe Morgan on. A lot of things dictate this. First of all, Morgan on the year, batted 320. Hit 27 home runs, drove in 111 runs. Perez, on the other hand, although he is uh, fourth rate in this series so far, hit 260. 
with 90 home runs, 91 runs batted in, and he bats right in it. That probably dictated to Mark just what he would do here. But he is not the all-time Cincinnati Red run batter and leader for nothing. Well, there's ball four on Morgan. Well, they also want us up to force in a couple of bases. Uh, when, in fact, uh, they can force a guy at third or at second base to go on and throw to first base and get for red. So runners at first and second. Two out. And here's Perez. Scores tied 3-3. As Hunter sets. And the pitch. Swung on a running base in left field. Around third base is Murphy. And the throw home will not be in time. The Reds win it. Tony Perez jumped on the first pitch from Catfish. Hunter lines at the left field. Griffey scored easily from second base. The Cincinnati Reds take a 2-0 lead in the 1976 World Series. Final score here in this second game. The Reds 4, the Yankees 3. All microwave ovens are not alike. Proof? Just listen to what you get when you buy in the Manitouch Matic Radar Range. The first microwave oven with a memory. Just set it and it remembers how long to defrost. Then cooks with split-second accuracy. Simple as 1, 2, 3. A Manicookmatic power shift puts you in full control. Just select the speed you need. High, roast, medium, low, simmer, or warm. And look at Amana's features. Stainless steel interior, big enough for a family-sized turkey. 675-watt cooking power. Cooks everything in about one-fourth the usual time. With an energy-saving 50 to 75% less electricity than a conventional range. And a big plus, Amana's full five-year warranty on the Magnetron that covers Magnetron cost, labor charges, even serviceman's travel expenses for five years. See a demonstration of the Amana Touchmatic radar range at your Amana retailers. You'll agree all microwave ovens are not alike because there's nothing like the Amana Touchmatic radar range. Around the world, it's already tomorrow morning, but here in Cincinnati at Riverfront Stadium, there may be no tomorrow for the American League champions, the New York Yankees, as they've just gone down to their second the successive defeat. The first pitch, the big guy on first base, who had just leaped some six feet in the air to rob Greg Nettles of his sure hit an inning earlier. The first pitch, Tony Perez, with two mates aboard, made no mistake, as they say in hockey, what? In the left field, a base hit and the ball game was over. His fifth hit and nine times hit back for Big Tony. This has been his series. A comparative disappointment, as we had reported earlier last year, before he blooped the home run off of Bill Lee. This year, he has taken charge right from the beginning. And a more affable, more sincere and likable guy you, you can't find than Big Tony Perez. And all the best to him as he has given the best to his Cincinnati Rooters here in these first two games. Well, Bill, it came with a sudden swiftness, that ground ball that Griffey outlegged in the throw by Stanley and whacked it was over. You know, they had played uh, pretty good defensive baseball up until that error by Fred Stanley, the Yankee shortstop. He had to hurry. He knew Griffey could run. And you, you talk about the Cincinnati Reds, these are the things that you talk about. You talk about their speed. They force you to make mistakes. A slow bounce to the shortstop, Stanley charged, knew he had to get rid of the ball, threw it off balance, the ball, got into the uh, dugout of Cincinnati, Griffey waved on the second base, that made Mark walk Joe Morgan. And then, as you mentioned, Perez with a big base hit. Mm -hmm. It was the speed, the pressure baseball that we have talked about. We'll be back in Riverfront Stadium in just a minute.
Take a close look at your next auto or appliance repair bill. What you'll probably see is something like this. $12 for parts, $22 for labor. Hi, Pat Summerall with True Value Hardware Store's way to help cut those labor charges down to nothing. They offer a True Test 11-piece standard or metric socket set for just $15.50 each. So you can start doing those auto and appliance repairs yourself. The True Test standard socket set includes seven sockets, a spark plug socket, an extension, a reversible ratchet wrench, and a case. The metric set has nine sockets, a ratchet wrench, and carry case. Counting the price of a True Test socket set plus the other parts and tools you'll need, you can match the mechanic's price for a tune-up. And the next time your car needs a tune-up, all you have to buy is the parts. Let True Value Hardware Stores help save you money on home and auto repairs. Get a True Test 11-piece standard or metric socket set for just $15.50 each at participating True Value Hardware Stores. Tell them Pat Summerall sent you. Well, Bill White, it came with sudden swiftness. Two were out in the ninth inning. It looked like Catfish Hunter, who's been sailing along after a very rocky middle of the game. They had him on the ropes in the second inning when they had four hits and three runs. I suspect during the season, uh, Billy Martin would have yanked uh, Hunter, if not in the second inning, in the third inning. You don't think so? No, he lets, uh, I tell you, he's gone and he, he, he goes a long way with Catfish Hunter. I think he feels that Cat has has earned that over the many great years he's had. And he, he goes a long way with Catfish every time he goes out there. Well, I said that during the game, that he was the best he had. Uh, I can remember Leo DeRocher in that fantastic playoff game with, uh, with the uh, Brooklyn Dodgers. And Sal Magley had staggered. He'd been tired. He'd been a magnificent pitcher, but he could hardly lift his arm. But he was nominated to start that game. I remember Leo, we happened to be trapped together in the broadcast room, and he said to me, Win, I've got to go with my best. But you knew he was asking me to say, yes, you do. Because he knew Sal was tied. Well, Billy knew Catfish was, was getting lumped here. But uh, I said it during the game. I right. know. It's just that I had the feeling maybe he would have taken him up. Well, here, you know, he had that trouble in the second. I mean, he pitched to a lot of men. He pitched to uh, six more men in the third. And one, two, three, four more in the fourth. But then we mentioned that he settled down. I think yeah. that mound was high for it. He made the adjustment, then retired 12 in a row before giving up that single to Johnny Bench in the eighth inning. Of course, there's not much you can do when, when the ball is bobbled. He had, he had done his job. He could have been out of the inning. 